It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, Ears Up Podcast. We are here today with a supreme crossover. <laughs> uh, that's right, Eric and Dan from The Supreme Resort, a podcast available on Ears Up Podcast. No, I've agreed to come on and help us do something that I think we swore we've never we would never do. And that's rank all of the lands in Disneyland in order of greatest to sockiest. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a cool I idea. I did them too. in the opposite direction. So I went did I. worst to best. Same. I didn't okay. sure, yes, I did that too. No, wait, no, I didn't. Well, we'll go backwards. Anyway, it it'll seems be to make the most sense. last to first cuz you want to save your best for, you know, the first yeah. or whatever, right? Uh, but anyway, uh, Eric and Dan are going to be helping us decide in what order are the best lands in the park. And that's sort of what they do. If you've never heard the Supreme Resort, check it out. It's where greater podcasts are found out about and learned about. And uh, you can pick up on whatever shenanigans are currently going on over on the, uh, you know, 12-hour streams of their shows. Thank you. <laughs> Fellas, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on, man. We missed Jimmy. Jimmy is sleeping, apparently. He's sleepy times currently, Lucky yes. Guy. Yeah, he's like, I was texting him, I was like, hey, this, we should do this. He goes, yeah, that sounds really cool. How about if I just have Eric and Dan do it, and then I can sleep? And I'm like, why would you want to do that? Thanks. He goes, well, look, if my show is, is properly represented, then I'm okay. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Okay. I get so, Eric, it. We, we just need to do a really bad job. <laughs> yeah. The assumption is Jimmy will listen back. Well, and then the assumption, is, the assumption is also <laughs> that he's going to reprimand you for not doing something, you know, properly or whatever. I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy might listen to the to the show, <laughs> knowing that we're on. He might just take a few hours off and not listen at all. I think he would, too. He's unlike me. I, I, I've caught about 12 minutes of your show, um, and that's probably the most of any of the shows on the network I've listened to. So was it the show that you were on? Could be, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, well, look, man. You know, nobody has time for podcasts anymore, especially when you do them for a living. You know, you think you think waiters, you think it cooks at a restaurant eat food when they get off work? No, no. they just tired of weird food. sludge into their veins. Right? Do you think that shoe salesmen wear shoes when they come home or on their days off? No, oh. Crocs only. Crocs. <laughs> I mean, Crocs <laughs> a shoe, but you know what I mean. Like, come on, man. You think. Scuba divers breathe air when they're not underwater. No, they don't. They hold the breath until they, they get breathe water. Yeah. That's right. Through this their... is this is all <laughs> very enlightening. And uh, yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm I'm ready for it. Thank you very but much, Jason. I, I do think le legitimately, and yes. this isn't this is a shameless plug, but it's not just a shameless plug. Okay, I do think that you would enjoy our most recent episode, which is of the Supreme Resort. It's a uh, our second. It's you're still, you're, still you're still introducing Man. the show to people, right? Like it's yeah. <laughs> every episode. Every episode. Welcome to the new the, the first episode of well, that's, the Supreme that's, Resort. We're still, we're, that's why the episodes are so long. We have to that's right. give a summary of every episode up to this point. That's right. And then now it's just like twelve minutes, like you said, twelve minutes of new yeah. content. We're letting Jimmy yeah. get all his facts out, and then yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. The could, tape is about they, to run out, folks. So we gotta. <laughs> We say that's right, Jimmy. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Part two of the what now? Part two of our Star Wars land saga. So, of course, it's episode five uh, because it's part two <laughs> okay, and it's Star sure. Wars numbers. Right. Uh, where Natalie and May from Disneyland talk about 
Star Wars land from like a design perspective. And they have a lot oh, of cool. really interesting hot takes, points of view, everything. I think and I think swears. Really, and swears. And we have swears. swears in this one. Okay. Oh, Excellent. That sounds yeah. cool. Come you, for the swears, stay for the actually good content. There you go. Can't and say that pie. about every show. And pot. <laughs> yeah, so you guys went to Knott's Berry Farm. Speaking of Knott's Berry Farm, well, Eric excluded. Um, right. But Dan and the Eric, cool kids went. But Eric, they didn't have a tell, chaperone. Do you want to tell them about our trip to Knott's Berry Farm that you weren't a part of? Eric just I'd definitely. Love, Eric okay. seems like the yard duty of the Supreme Resort. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Come on now. We don't have that much time. We can't be goofing off right now. We got to go. We got to go back. All right. Get everybody back on the bus. I know you had a great time enjoying various berry flavored treats yeah. around the resort. Oh, they are met various. A, you met a. a a fun YouTuber guy who mm-hmm. likes to talk about Knott's Berry Farm and Disneyland. Okay. And that was a great time, but now it's time to be serious <laughs> because uh, we have to be quiet. We have to be on the bus and right. you need to put your heads down. The bus driver needs and, his quiet time. Right. Yeah. Um, now I was... have to spend the weekend gathering <laughs> clips and making sense of it. <laughs> Why did you go to Knott's Berry Farm? Aside the fact that uh, it's awesome. Because it's the Boysenberry Festival. For the Boysenberry like Festival. important. It's like the Olympics, what right? about the What about the Girls in Berry Festival? Was that... Was that not well, happening yet, or is that off-season? The Girls and Berry Festival is currently in litigation because <laughs> a couple of them want to be the Days and Berry Festival. Ah, so. Well, look, um, I think that's all. Let's do it. Let's call the Days and Berry Festival. Yeah. I think three festivals, all yeah. the festivals. That's true. <laughs> At least three, in the words of Joe Brandon. So how was it? It was awesome. Yeah? Mainly, it was actually, it was really fun connecting with someone who does a completely different kind of show. Okay. And, you know, kind of, because his show is, it's fun, but it's kind of more focused on serious content, like like our show used to be. Uh-huh. Um, when, when Jeremy was on there. <laughs> right. <laughs> before, before, before Eric came and ruined it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was fun uh, seeing that and talking about, like, different styles and he was talking about how like yeah not Berry farm you know the portions are really I- impressive uh and he's getting into disneyland right now he's like yeah disneyland it's it's consistent and you get what you pay for you pay a lot but you get what you pay for in quality and knots it's like hit and miss like sometimes you have a great day like the right crew is working they you know they they remembered to, you know, thaw out the chicken the night before, all okay. that stuff. All right. but, then, but then you get the occasional bad shift where it's like, okay, it's garbage now. But hmm. I think that's, I've, I've learned that that's kind of part of the Knott's Berry Farm regular culture is to kind of just go like, eh, I got a bad one. I'll get a good one next time. <laughs> Man, uh, I hope, I wish that was our listener base. <laughs> I agree. Like, ah, wait, wait, when do you deliver on a bad episode? <laughs> I don't, I haven't heard one yet. Well, you don't listen to all the shows. Oh, well, I'm just kidding. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, that is, that is uh, sort of, I guess, the point of the Disneyland fandom is that it puts the dumb in fandom. Like we expect a certain level of service completely all the time because Disney has made such a stink about how much they focus on that, that when they don't do it, it you know, inside the magic is doing 12 stories on it. So when Walt didn't doesn't deliver me. gumbo to me, <laughs> right, I can yeah. complain. Yes. They, they will mine Reddit for the story that one time a cast member didn't smile. Is Disney <laughs> well, going think, downhill? I, Right. And I think really what we want is to look at those people and go, that was a one off. You're crazy. And Mm -hmm. it's funny. 
currently it's more like yeah you kind of have a point (laughs) (laughs) well that sounds cool I'd, i'd love to get to knott's berry farm at one point that sounds like a fun place to be i'll meet you there yeah knott's berry farm someone said it was uh it's an amusement park not a theme park and I wanted to sort of have this argument between what a theme park is and what an amusement park is, but I don't think now is the time to do it because I think we have a lot to argue about anyway, <laughs> regardless. Uh, but I think it's a fascinating thing because so much goes on in Disneyland now and things sort of change and you're, you're crowbarring Encanto on the, to Small World. Um, you know, are you, is it a theme park? Uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to see that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. Have fun doing that, by the way. You'll probably be the only one. There'll probably be no Record crowds. And put it on the Ears Up YouTube. Yes, you should do that. Yeah. Okay. Put I mean, a controversial, I think... like, caption no. on it. Yeah, the, exactly. The end of Disneyland? <laughs> <laughs> Is Disneyland lost its magic? We don't talk about JPEG. That's right. We <laughs> don't. <laughs> That's great. Uh, you can find us on social media. That's what's great. Not what Dan said. What I'm saying now. Facebook, Twitter, I don't know, Instagram, um... Yeah. Send feedback to Taryn at earsuppipeandpodcast.com. You can send show suggestions to, uh, well, look, let's be honest, to Jason at earsuppipeandpodcast.com. You can say hi. Hi. To Bev at earsuppipeandpodcast. And anything else uh, to Jason at whatever the email is. Uh, You guys, if you're going to the parks, any of the parks or even around the parks, go to concierge.com first, and that's where you buy your tickets. They uh, will charge you nothing extra above what the park charges you because, believe me, they know that that's enough. But what you're getting with concierge is a level of service that the parks can't match. And they will book uh, hotel rooms for you, dining reservations. They'll teach you all about Genie Plus or Lightning Lane or just Disney Genie. You know, you can yell at them about fast passes if you want to as well. They do all sorts of fun stuff, even if you are in the parks and you're like, hey, man, I'm really trying to get a Carthay, you know, Resi or something like that. They will do their best to help you out. So check them out. Concierge.com. You got the Disney cruises. And uh, you were saying the other day, Eric, that you guys just do sort of vacations in general, right? True. We do. Uh, we have a lot of uh, arrangements set up with other hotel groups, so we can mm. we can do a, a universal vacation. We can do other vacations around the country. It's not necessarily our ex- area of expertise, right? But we can help you out with that if you want. Hell yeah, sounds good to me, man. Uh, Discord. If you guys want to join the Discord, just find the link in any of our show notes. Uh, there's a link to to join the Discord. It's cool. I'm having a good time. We uh, we opened a brand new room in the Discord channel called uh, Disney Memes. So you can drop that some was, Disney uh, memes in there. It's kind of fun. You know, people wanted it. And uh, Jeremy has managed to not drop any Disney memes, but he just <laughs> drops memes about being scared of his ice maker. Yeah, he's he's just going for it. Yeah, which Why is not? fine. Like, you know, it's just really, who cares? Whatever. It's fun. It's a good time. So Discord's up. Uh, people are talking. We're hanging out and, uh, you know, having a good time. At some point, I'll make it public. I just don't know when. I'm sort of nervous about it. You know, I don't know why. Make Make them pay. It's fine. <laughs> uh, if you want to support the show, you can do it in a couple ways. You can go to Etsy.com slash shop slash Coviers and uh, pick up our new shirts, our tie-dye flavors of the churro shirts. Those are in stock and going quickly, so be sure to grab yours. And then uh, the best way, of course, is going to Patreon.com slash EarsUp and become a Patreon uh, a Patreon subscriber. I don't even know what they call it anymore. But anyway, join Patreon, support the show. A little is two bucks a month if you want. But at five bucks a month and up, you get more. You get the secret show. 
You get uh, early access to the secret show. If you pay a little bit more, jump in a little bit higher tiers. Uh, everybody gets a discount in the Etsy store as well. And, uh, you know, depending on the level, there's a different percentage off on the, on the, on the John. So a lot of, uh, a lot of good ways to support the show. If, if you pay $50, I guarantee I personally, someone who's not related to this show personally guarantee that Jason will think of something else to give you. Um, y- you know, we used to have like a hundred dollar level, um, but it was sort of like sit in on a meeting with us as we plan the show. And even back then we didn't do show planning meetings. So I'm like, man, if someone buys know, this for some reason, because it happens every once in a while, you know, like someone will be like, Hey, just take it, whatever. So not $50 to is not to us, but someone else. $50 is half price. It's half price. I'm just saying. But it's like, it's man, it's, if someone chooses this level for even just a month, now we have to like scramble and pretend that we have show meetings. But then we're just hanging out. This for is weird. For $50, you can come watch me cry while Fantasmic plays for the first time. Okay. Like, and you can be like, obvious about it. I don't care. It'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Facing you and you're like crying, but moving your head, trying to see Mickey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't see Fantasmic. It's all Dan. <laughs> <laughs> 21st Amendment Brewery's latest beer release, Tropical Brew Free or Die IPA, puts an island vacation in their whimsically designed cans. That's right, cans. This refreshing year-round release, Tropical IPA, is brewed with pale and Munich malts, brimming with a Zaka, Citra Cryo, and Mosaic hops, brimming. topped with a splash of pineapple flavor. The result is a clean, refreshing beer featuring a mix of sweet malt, balanced bitterness, fruit-forward hops, and a nice tropical vacation at the finish. Tropical Brew for Your Die IPA is available at your local good beer shop, neighborhood taproom, and anywhere else people come together to find great craft beer. That's right. Good job, Eric. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome, man. <laughs> You're absolutely welcome. All right. Let's get down to the show. The official Ears Up TSR crossover. The nitty and the gritty. Yeah. So how did we do this? We were supposed to talk about one our show meeting. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> how do you guys want to handle this? What, what should we do? My thought is we go, uh, you know, you guys give us a little bit of brief history, but in a brief, in all capital letters, history uh, oh, um, okay. of the of the land. And then we're going to go through and give lists and sort of compile them that way. And then uh, at the end of the day, we're going to have a whole list of the best Okay, so Uh, we're talking brief. Yeah, brief, yeah. Okay. Well, it's a good thing you didn't invite Jimmy this time. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what Jimmy said, too. He's like, yeah, I should probably be out of it, too. So how are we going to determine the final ranking? Is there, like, is it going to be totaled up? Is somebody taking, doing numbers? Or, like, if I put one at, at number nine and you put that same one at number one, have we figured that out, or... Do we have do we have the the budget for a sophisticated computer that can that can crunch all of these matches? <laughs> it sounds like Eric is on the ball. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Why did I speak up? Eric has once again volunteered to do something. Um, no, we didn't. I guess really figure that out because it sort of came into my mind at the last minute. Like we should we should compile um, a, a list. I'm guessing the three of you are going to come up with your list, and then we will kind of. Agree or disagree? Yeah. Well, I, w- I was going to suggest, yes. why don't we just do them one, like, we'll start at the worst, and we'll all say our worst, mm-hmm. and the reasons why it's our worst. Right. And then they can agree for that round. Correct. Who's correct. That's what we're doing. 
I love it. Yeah. Okay. It's just okay. compiling the list of who, like, you know, I guess we don't need a list. I guess we're just having fun. How about that? We don't need a f- an official list, but maybe we do. Well, we can also... We can, do you mean to decide who wins? Like, who has the most correct list? No. See, what I'm thinking is we just... Okay. Here we go. We're going to have a little <laughs> spreadsheet, and... I'll just take it. It sounds like Taryn wants to do it. I'll just take care of it. All right. I love you, Taryn. I love that for us, Taryn. Thank you. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) So what we have is kind of a loose grab bag of like what the land is, kind of a basic idea of uh, some history, if it's relevant, what has been there before that doesn't exist what currently exists and then i have just some notes of you know like for example like why toontown should win like maybe there's a gas leak in all of our houses at the same time you know stuff like that or or why tomorrowland maybe shouldn't win because there was a literal gas leak there on the opening day yeah right but maybe that's fun for people maybe We will never know. Only if there's a gas leak, we'll know for sure. Um, okay, well, why don't well, I'll I'll send it over to you guys and uh, let's start the show with a little little uh, fact about each land or not fact, I guess, but a tiny brief history and all it's that brief. kind of fun stuff. Yeah, <laughs> brief. Okay, with I'll a try. W. Yeah, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> Our shows are generally two hours long, <laughs> sometimes three. <laughs> And our, on the, the episode that was three hours long uh, took place on Main Street. Eric, why don't we talk about Main Street? Main Street, USA. That's the you one. Mean, you mean the area of the park that opened with the rest of the park on <laughs> July 17th, 1955. Yes, that's the one. The one, the one area that opened. <laughs> yes, it was the it was the, one of the ones that was ready for people to walk down it. <laughs> Oh, Dan and I are sharing this one, FYI. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I have a lot of, I have mainly closed things and a really fun history of Carnation ice cream, ice cream presents at the oh, good. At Main Street. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. glad you have that ready. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so Main Street USA has remained, in general, largely the same since it opened on opening day. The area was designed to resemble the experience of walking into both the nostalgic memories of Walt himself in Marceline, Missouri, at the turn of the 20th century. Walt being a person who was born in 1901 and started his life in this area of uh, the nation. Uh, But it, it also was designed to resemble walking into a movie. And this is something that people who have been to Disneyland or Walt Disney World at Magic Kingdom can may not have ever thought about before, unless they've listened to our show where we belabor this point extensively. (laughs) But when you walk into the land, you walk you walk through the gates. This is something people are familiar with walking into a movie theater. You walk around, you get to choose uh, left or right, uh, east or west opposite directions um but <laughs> no you're right east or west. yeah well, well those are things um and uh what while you're walking through this tunnel underneath the train that we we all know both both parks have a train going overhead you're walking through a tunnel and in both parks the magic kingdom and disneyland you see attraction posters describing what you're going to see these are the coming attractions these are literally Things that you're used to seeing in a movie theater. Hey, this movie's coming out soon. 
hey, you can go into this park and see Star Tours and Big Thunder Mountain. You're walking through this area where the bricks are red. It's a literal red carpet experience. And then you emerge on the other side into a larger realm. You walk into the actual Main Street experience where you get the reveal. You see a castle down the road. You see this really ultimately odd experience of (laughs) here is a turn of the century, turn of the previous century street with a, a castle at the opposite end. It's very theatrical. It's you smell popcorn because there are popcorn carts. there waiting for you to buy them popcorns. And you are, you're prepared to enter into a, into a realm where fantasy is reality. Science fiction is reality. You're there for more than just walking in and going on the scrambler. Or the Ferris that. wheel. I would love to go on the scrambler. <laughs> Sounds you delicious. know what? Something that DCA doesn't have, the scrambler. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah. But you're walking into a into a place that is designed to not only evoke a a specific part of the world where forced perspective gives you it gives you the sense that you're walking down a real main street mm-hmm. where where you know each each story adds it you know scales down for the i guess idea of for forced perspective for those who are not familiar it, you you reduce the scale of each floor as you go up and it, the, the windows are a little bit smaller the doors are a little bit smaller and you feel like it's taller than it is you're creating this grand hallway in a way where you're looking down a real street that feels bigger than it is. And at the end, you see a castle, which doesn't make any sense when you really think about it. But it's a, it, it's a, it's a grand vista, and you are being prepared for it. You're entering into a movie. You're entering into a themed environment that is unlike most things that you have seen before. That's what Main Street prepares you for. Mm. That's what it was designed to do, and it does it well on both coasts. And Damn. you said, th- yes, um, and you said that it is kind of generally the same as it has been as it was when it opened. The, some of the things that have changed, it, because there's been more changes to its lineup than Sha Na Na. <laughs> That's a joke <laughs> oh, I wrote. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I was also going to say, or possibly the Oak Ridge Boy. I have a list of others. But anyway, uh, mm-hmm. so to give you an idea of the changes that have happened, uh, just in like dining, for example, Carnation Ice Cream was been, has been a presence in the parks for years. Uh, they're not there anymore, I don't think. It's now Gibson Girl. But so we once upon a time had Carnation Plaza Gardens. That's where the Royal Fan- the Royal Theater and Fantasy Fair is. Uh, that's right next to the castle. If you're looking mm-hmm. up from Main Street, um, around the middle of Main Street, on the right hand side by the, what the lockers where the lockers are now, we had the Main Street Cone Shop, uh, and that closed at about the same time that Gibson Girl Ice Cream Shop opened next door to what's now the Carnation Cafe, which we'll get to. Uh, so we're talking between Penny Arcade and Carnation. But that used to be yeah. the Sunkiss Citrus House, which used to be the Puff and Bake Shop. And then over a Carnation Ice Cream Parlor, strap Damn. in, because this is fun. That's like the that, most Southern California name for a thing anywhere, is the Puff and Bake Shop. No, Oh, Puffin, oh. like the... Uh, like the <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> yeah, like the bird. Still. <laughs> but you're right. You yeah, know? people were smoking fat old dubes yeah. in there. Cha, bro. Um, <laughs> to all who come to this happy place, welcome, Cha. dude. <laughs> you remember when the yippies invaded the park? <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Uh, so the Carnation Ice Cream Parlor and Restaurant actually used to have a uh, ice cream, uh, what do they call it, a soda stand, whatever. That is... So that's where Carnation Cafe is currently. However, it's been on quite the journey because it was replaced by the Blue Ribbon Bakery, which later sort of became the Jolly Holiday Bakery, which used to be the Plaza Pavilion that had Italian food, which is not the Plaza Inn, that, which that one, the Plaza Inn used to be the Red Wagon Inn. But before the Plaza Inn <laughs> was the brief the, uh, Dan brief the, uh, Jolly Holiday he's, Bakery. He's talking quickly. It's okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it was the annual Passholder Processing Center, which used to be at the Bank of Main Street, which used to be a Bank of America, yes. but is now at Disneyana, which used to be where Disney Showcase is. But that used to be the American Egg House. But before that, it was Town Square Cafe. So you get the idea. This one. One building has been several different things in Main Street, and several different things have been in different buildings and different concepts uh, throughout the history of Main Street. Correct. And there's been like wacky stuff like the Wizard of Bras and like a China shop and a tobacconist and, you know, that stuff, you know, we go to, that's you go to knots for that now. But um, for bras. For bras, for, for bras and a real bank. Yeah. <laughs> and a real bank, exactly. Um, but just that's just kind of to illustrate Main Street. The idea has been that it is a functional Main Street with, you know, shopkeepers and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of yeah. less that now that everything's kind of homogenized. But the, the, the heart of it is still there. Agreed. But do you know what Main Street has? Main Street USA has now. It has great moments with Mr. Lincoln, an actual attraction. It's a show. Mm -hmm. Go in, see an advanced animatronic. You have one of the main entrances to the Disneyland Railroad, and you have Main Street vehicles, as touched upon in a very recent episode of Ears Up Podcast. That's right. So there... There are restaurants and there are actual attractions very close to uh, the the very entrance to the park. All right. Very good. All right. What's next? What land is next here, fellas? Oh, do you want to go left, Dan? I think we let them choose. Oh, oh, what direction are we going? Just go left, man. Love it. Okay. I love going left. That's what you got to do. No one goes right. If you go right, you're a sucker. I I agree. Yeah. What if you go straight into the fancy land? Are you a sucker then, or are you well, just you, with kids? Well, then you run into the uh, statue, and you're not going very far. That's true. That's true. Well, what if you... Okay, what if you have super jump powers, and you jump over the statue? We're going left, and, Daniel. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to Adventureland. Let's do it. Uh, basic uh, backstory there is it's kind of based on True Life Adventures, uh, which is documentary-ish, depending on how you think of a documentary. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, don't, don't talk about lemmings, and we're fine. Yeah, you know, it's 
the animals are not cartoon, so it's real. Um, it's a jungle, but it's also Agrabah if it needs to be. Uh, basically, this is where exotic things are. Uh, some history, it's, it has an actual jungle that has actually uh, developed over time. It's got the famous Dominguez tree that has been talked about on this very show. And if you want to listen, if you want to learn more about that, listen to the previous episodes. Here's that. Uh, it's some of the closed attractions that are there. You got the Safari Shooting Arcade, which um, you would shoot for big game. So that's good that it's not there anymore. <laughs> um, the Tish and Terrence used to be there, which was a really good uh, luau show. Um, current attractions, and this there's a lot of attractions there that have just stayed since they opened. You got the Tiki Room. You got the Jungle Cruise. You got Tarzan's Treehouse. Formerly, this was Family Treehouse. Uh, Indiana Jones, and for all the Eat Eats, you got the Dole Pineapple Bar Place, you got Tropic Hideaway, you got Bengal Barbecue, which used to be Sunkist, I presume. A huge upgrade because that just used to have hot dogs. Um, and <laughs> one of the things I have for like why it should win is, well, pound for pound, it's uh, to me one of the most Disneyland of the lands. It's got a really good ratio of Walt Touched It attractions outside of Main Street. There's really no wasted space. Um, some people actually like the treehouse. So it's like, it's just a very dense land, just like a jungle. Yeah. And um, I mean, I love it. It's probably not long for this world if we're really honest about it. You know, it's kind of the only place left in the parks where we can still get away with like whimsical racism. And I don't mean that like, I mean, that as somebody who was colonialism. Pro- colonialism. Yes. Um, it's. I feel like it stays are numbers numbered, but for now we can still enjoy it. Solid. See, that was brief. Yeah, gloomy but brief. Um, <laughs> it stays are numbered. I thought you were talking about like climate change or something like that. Oh no no no! Yeah. Why would I talk about that? Well, I mean, well if climate change happens, then all of Disneyland will just fall into the ocean. <laughs> Man, it's surf time. It's already super hot there, and it's April. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, all right, where where are we going next? I'm tired of talking, so can we have Eric take us, take us somewhere? Why not head into New Orleans Square? Yeah! New Orleans Square, if you prefer to pronounce it in that direction. Uh, New Orleans Square opened July 24th, 1966, although it was featured on souvenir maps as early as 1958. Uh, this was the first new complete land introduced to Disneyland in the history of the Disneyland. Uh, On opening day, Walt brought in the mayor of actual real New Orleans, uh, Victor H. Shiro, and uh, gently ribbed with him that uh, his new land was cleaner than the real New Orleans, which was probably true. That probably went over really well with the mayor of New Orleans, too. I I bet. Cool. Thanks, bro. Yeah, give me an e-ticket, please. Yeah, it's a good thing it there was it wasn't a groundbreaking because then Victor uh, would have had a shovel in his hands. That's right. Might have gone at after Walt. Yeah, but uh, really, since the introduction of New Orleans Square, there haven't been that many changes. We have the Haunted Mansion and Pirates, which are huge attractions. We have the train station where in the background of uh, said train station, there is a, a booth that uh, Walt's dedication day speech for Disneyland is being played on a constant loop in Morse code. And there's also Fantasmic happening. Uh, Eric, on- Eric, how dare you? You are claim jumping. 
Fantasmic belongs to Frontierland. Well, Fantasmic, it, it might belong to Frontierland, but there are certainly areas where you can watch it from New Orleans. Does Square, it belong so. to Frontierland? Okay. Because don't you watch it right at the, basically the exit uh, or entrance of Pirates? It's like right there. It's, it's like it's technically in Frontierland. Okay, so mm. what what mm. body like of that. water slash island does Fantasmic take place on? Yeah, it's Tom Sawyer's Island on Rivers of America. Which is it well, it's on the Rivers of America yeah. and it's on Tom Sawyer's Island, and that is in Frontierland. Hmm. Yeah. yeah but you can uh, also watch no. it from the other place. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Yeah, I mean I guess it's look, how about this? It's one of the only shows that takes place in two lands at once. That's fine. That's fine. I New like fact, it. huh? But if you consult the if you consult the map, it is a frontier land. What does the experience. map know? What do cartographers know about anything? It's true. You're right. Thank it's you. in New Orleans Square. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, we have several restaurants available in the land. There is the Blue Bayou, which is uh, currently boarded up for 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 renovations, health and code reasons. Yeah. That place, the, the Blue Bayou, yeah, Blue Bayou, I'm just thinking of the uh, the other one, never mind. All right. The French Market oh, needs something. to be revamped. <laughs> that thing, place is boring as hell inside. Wait, which which place? The French Market. French, French market, market is next on the list. Okay, there you go. It's boring. It's just like super just wood paneling and like. But they have live music occasionally. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, cool. It's nice. You know what? So does my lot phone. Of, and a lot of condiments. They have a ton of condiments. Yeah. Again, so does my phone. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. Easy mayonnaise access. That's right. Uh, also, uh, Cafe Orleans, plenty of mayonnaise. Uh, <laughs> Real Street Veranda. Club 33 is located within New Orleans Square and maybe 21 Royal if that's still a thing. I think it is. Also, I haven't heard I otherwise. It, sure. If you're rich enough, you can make it a real that's right. thing. Yeah. Uh, shops, Port Royal, Le Bat en Rouge, the Red Bat. Uh, there's a perfume place where you can buy perfume or cologne. They sprayed me once. I went in there and I'm like, "Hey, because yeah, you're in shower week, yeah. What you got? <laughs> yeah, right." Yeah. And yeah. they're like, "Would you like? Would you like to be sprayed by this?" I'm like, "Do it." There you go. <laughs> you could get that bottle engraved as well if you want to wait a little bit. Oh, geez, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's neat. Yeah. They spray um, you down like in um, in Cars Land and <laughs> the Ridgeway Racers when you go in the body <laughs> shop and get a new paint job. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you just say that they will engrave the perfume bottle? Yes, they will engrave. They have an engraver, not there every day, but they have an engraver there that will will put things onto a perfume bottle or a cologne bottle. Is he called that's an, pretty cool. an engraver because he, he works next to the Haunted Mansion, you guys? Do you think that's Ooh. why? Oh, okay. yes. Turn okay. yourself off. Okay. <laughs> Capital G. Yeah. Uh, there's also the Pieces of Eight shop next to Pirates. There is the uh, the Cristal de Orleans, which is the the glass shop where Dan has accosted very talented people who are uh, artists. And I merely asked them for change and repeated to do it when I realized how much it annoyed them. Hmm. Yep. Good times. I the, only the is, irritated is... someone on purpose. That's all I did. <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah. In in all, this land encompasses three acres. Uh, as I mentioned before, it was the first land to open after the General Disneyland Park opened. Why it should win? So here's my thoughts. Oh, it won 
it won on the Supreme Resort, Liberty Square versus New Orleans Square. Jason mm-hmm. himself uh, made that decision. Oh, I remember this vividly. Uh, obviously, yeah. I remember. I remember uh, using my snowblower and clearing snow off my driveway while I listened to that episode. <laughs> well, you walk over the memories. But it won against its evil twin in Florida. See, but it won against something. There are All also right. two attractions, pirates and haunted mansion, that are widely regarded as the pinnacle of dark ride attractions. They're both people eaters. You can just shove people into them and they will be no appreciable lines outside because there's so much going on inside. Just <laughs> it's, it's great. All of the people being eaten. There Provided of... nobody purchases Genie Plus for the day. Well, yeah, there you go. Slow <laughs> things down. Sacrificed, um, if you will. Thank you, Disney, for never putting Max Pass or Lightning Lane or Genie Lane or Lightning Genie at pirates there are also plenty of restaurants and shops in there it's it's a great land that has many different experiences to offer why it shouldn't be perhaps the uh, best land just to offer a, a counterpoint to my mm. own arguments okay fantastic <clears throat> creates a large crowd many of whom stand around in the areas surrounding pirates and haunted mansion making it difficult to get around to get to your favorite attractions also, it's not a square. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> New Orleans Square is not a real square. Mm. You mean shape-wise or by definition? Both. Okay. Okay. It's not even a cube. All right. It's a rhombus of sorts. <laughs> what is a real square? <laughs> uh, the place, not the shape. I know what a shape is. I mean, you imagine a general square in a city sort of, a city planning sort of sense. There is a central area that is perhaps a green space where you can stand around and uh, mm-hmm. look at a statue of a Confederate general. Mm-hmm. And there are favorite. streets going around it where you can go to restaurants and shops. Huh. It, we're, we're, we're partway there. We, we're missing a statue. We're missing a statue and... Um, a square. And a square. Kind of a square, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank like you. Jackson Thank you, Square Beth. in New Orleans. It's exactly. Wow. Very clearly a square, and this uh, this land taking place in the same vicinity, not really a square. And I believe there is a statue. <laughs> <laughs> Lies. Which, All right. which general and, is at the center? I don't know. Where are we and, going in, next? In defense of my precious Fantasmic, Uh-oh. they do move people through there pretty well, but it does get congested. Where are we going to next? Hey, how about we go to Eric's notes? No, let's go to mine. Uh, we go to Critter Country. Let's do it. Um, and the theme or the backstory is that's where the critters are. Um, the end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what else free? can you say? Like, yeah, right? Yeah, the critters but It there. is kind of a mixing of fantasy land and frontier land. We'll get to it. It used to be a little something called the Indian Village. Yeah, it's kind of exactly what it sounds like, but it was respectful for its time. Okay, I'm using air quotes for those of you who don't see the video respectful for its time dan is being well dan is uh, using eric quotes right (laughs) um for example you could meet a and this is a quote from them a real full-blooded indian at the indian village we're not going to talk about that more but 
you can look into it at Google. It's it's terrible, but not as terrible as it could be. Uh, yeah, it became. I mean, yeah. they were hiring Native Americans to you know pretend that maybe their tribe lived in teepees because not right. all Indian tribes lived in teepees. Right. Especially sure, not even in California. I don't think that was even a, a, a West Coast not really. Native American thing. I think that so was more it was kind like, of like plains. Yeah, it, was like, it was like, here, come be in our, our zoo, our people zoo. <laughs> yeah, um, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's weird, but, you know, a lot of things at the time was weird. I don't know if I'm excusing it. I'm not, but whatever. Let's move on. Uh then became bear country. Now here's the thing about bear country. There was actually a brief time when country music was popular with the mainstream. Uh, radio was still defining formats. It was kind of an excuse for rockability to get on the radio around <laughs> 1975 to 1987. Things got kind of mixed up with, you know, radio stations becoming more specialized. And all of a sudden you get country over here, hip hop, R and B over here, top 40 over here. So bear country existed in that weird place where it was all blended and you still had, you know, uh, Willie Nelson on like the pop rock station. Hell yeah. Um, Fun fact, we lost our, our lost a radio show once because the station transferred from rock to country. Right, yeah, and we it's lost, we lost, such we a got weird fired period from our radio time. gig. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's such a weird period of time because if you if you look into it, like you you can notice even in like people really how they would release albums around 1987, things just change. Um, Brooks, baby, came in, changed the game. <laughs> Brooks and Dunn changed the game. Boot scoot and boogie, right out of here. Right, and <laughs> and it's, since we're doing that, Main Street uh, had more changes to its lineup. Then Cradle of Filth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I got more. Friend, uh, friend so of the show, anyway. Josh Freeze, has sat in for Cradle of Filth, just so you guys know. So <laughs> oh, you, you, know go back and li- you go back and listen to that interview. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Country Bear Jamboree was a huge hit over in Florida because, you know, it's, Bears. it's Florida. They like that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, With enough heat stroke, anything is cool. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> no, I love just, bears. Don't get me wrong. I wholeheartedly disagree. The country bears are outstanding. No, they rule. That was just I, 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 I agree. Yeah. No, I do love the country bears. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just when you look at the history of the country bears in Disneyland, it's kind of it's like a comedy of errors in some ways. We didn't know what we had until it was gone, Dan. Right. It, or we did, and we didn't know that it wouldn't. <laughs> It wouldn't succeed because, of course, at the time, country was a it's a big deal. It was huge. And so, you know, Country Bear Jamboree in Florida is a huge hit. Disney looks at it and they're like, OK, I guess we're going to embrace this country thing, which is great because it's close enough to rock. But it's also not, you know, weird and creepy like rock can be. So let's double down <laughs> on this. Literally, they, they build a theater with, well, you know, yeah. <laughs> They build a theater with two auditoriums so they can load up a bunch of people and they i think kind of by chance dodged a bullet about where the, the indian village would <laughs> look like later on so like convenient there <laughs> so they said like hey you know what let's Let's turn this not because Indian Village is going to become something that we have to close eventually, but because this country bear thing is going to just 
take the world by storm. Isn't that just were, the way the West was won anyways, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they open up, they Hell. turn they turn that land into, into bear country, country bear jamboree. The whole thing is themed to country bear jamboree. It's basically just that. Uh, what's there now, they, um, there's a big hole, hole in my notes. Uh, what happened <laughs> is they, uh, <laughs> they ended up opening their first log flume ride in the form of Splash Mountain. They're like, hey, we need a splashy ride. They had a bunch of uh, uh, animatronics. Children of Will Eisner. Yes, uh... the children of Will. (laughs) They had a bunch of animatronics that they weren't going to be using over at America Sings. It all came together in the mind of uh, Tony Baxter. And they said, hey, you know, let's find a, a, a property that is completely unoffensive and will last for years and years. Song of the South. And um, <laughs> they, they're forward thinking. They, 100%. On, 100%. Let's take this movie that we won't even release on video in this country and make a ride based on the characters in it. And that ride is Splash Mountain. So they decided they're going to lean away from Country Bears into the Splash Mountain, which has a bunch of critters in it. Hence, Critter Country. What happened? Yeah. What we have there now is uh, Splash Mountain. You got Pooh, as in Winnie the Pooh, mm-hmm. um, and you got the canoes. No longer called the uh, the Indian, Indian War canoes. canoes. Yeah. Now, the Indian War canoes. Exactly. It's now Davy Crockett's Explorer canoes, which is much better. Um, and if you, if you're hungry, you got the Hungry, hungry Bear Restaurant, the Critter Country Fruit Cart, the Snacking Place. Get it? And Harbor Galley is also part of its offerings there. Why it could possibly win mm, uh, is it is emerging of lands and themes. You got the, there's a there's a density of the theme there, pure, purity of the theme. Uh, Might have been a gas leak in my house when I wrote that one. It's been through a lot. Maybe a petty vote, huh? And let's be honest, it might not be a land anymore if the Splash Mountain retheme happens, which won't likely. Uh, it will. It is. I don't think it will. It is. Mm currently well they're working listen to our episode of the supreme resort comparing fan uh, fantasy land <laughs> frontier land versus frontier land all right all right where are we going next after Critter we're gonna Country. go to galaxy's edge next star wars galaxy's edge through perhaps the best entrance into a galaxy's edge around the nation because there are so many galaxy's edges and uh it, We've talked about this a lot on on our other show. Okay, <laughs> I don't doubt it. We've talked a lot about it here too. <laughs> uh, yes, you have. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, very recently we've done a, a series of shows on Galaxy's Edge. We're not done. We've done two of, of the three, as we mentioned. Of course not. Right. We're we're never done with anything, really. Let's be let's be real real honest here. It's the way Walt wants like- it. It's like Mark Maron once said, podcasting will never be complete as long as there are cat stories left to be told. Truth. Mm. Speaking of cat stories, Galaxy's Edge opened on May 31st, (laughs) 2019. Make that transition what you will. Perfect. Uh, Virtual queues started at a a Disneyland park for the first or at, at, at a Disney park for the first time on June 24th when they realized huh, we need to do something about this. <laughs> there was plenty of craziness around uh, around this area as Disney rolled out something massively popular, uh, moving plants and railings around. They had this whole Project Stardust in Disneyland to, to make more space. 
somehow they didn't account uh, didn't account for an entire land where a bunch of people wanted to go and see the new Star Wars thing and buy all of the Star Wars stuff and and sell I mean, it on eBay. Yes, you yeah. can buy it all on eBay. Yeah, uh, especially that opening weekend or whatever. That opening month, everything was on eBay. Sporks that you couldn't buy. That's true. Uh, I think I, I bought a tree. I bought a tree from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. No, you, so when you go there, you, you look at you. Go, that's me. I, I that's my tree. Don't don't touch it. No, don't no. It. Like there was a guy who used a spork to dig it out of the ground, and he shipped it to me. Are you serious? What? No, no I'm not. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my gosh! I thought you were serious. Yeah. You serious, Clark? My <laughs> <laughs> lord. I wish I was. They, Me too. They might have done that. I don't know. When I yeah. Anyway. Oh, oh, you were ambient shopping. That's what. I... <laughs> <laughs> might get it. Might have been a dream. Don't know. Don't care. Hmm. Uh, I yeah. don't know. Just prying things, uh, fake rocks out of walls, and selling them. Why not? Because Scott Trowbridge, the supervising Imagineer for this project, was so great at his things that people just wanted to steal all of it. Interestingly enough, Catherine Powell, who was president of Disney Parks at the time, resigned after the land didn't quite stay super popular immediately thereafter. And uh, the parks kind of resumed normal operations. Which Uh, I think is a good thing. I mean... Right. It should. Yeah. You had your initial influx, your initial interest of people and then left. But the weird thing is they still made a whole friggin' hotel on the other coast about it, even though like the first land wasn't really, you got that initial surge for a month and people like, eh, okay, I've seen it. Well, it seems to be working. Yeah. Reservations have picked back up. Oh, they have to in depth. If you want to hear more about (laughs) (laughs) reservations, at the Star Wars Hotel. Uh, attractions. Oh my gosh. I was just in there. The lights were low. Oh, oh gosh. Oh gosh. I was just in there. The lights were low. I yeah. Just, I just can't say wait to see more Star Wars. <laughs> that was Man. me, everybody. That was me. Yeah, Dan, now how do you feel? Uh, I feel fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> attractions available in the land. Star Wars, colon, Millennium Falcon. Is that three attractions? Smugglers Run. Also, Star Wars, colon, Rise of the Resistance. There are no other attractions in this land, unless you think about the the interactive experience where you can buy a lightsaber, and there may or may not be an actor uh, walking you through the experience. Listen to our last episode of uh, The Supreme Resort to hear some, some... Hot takes on that particular experience, buying a lightsaber. Uh, There were thoughts of a slow-moving Bantha ride around the park, around the area, which would be great. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's a large area, but uh, ultimately we have just the two rides and we have a bunch of restaurants. We have a popcorn stand, Katsaka's Kettle. We have Oga's Cantina, the first place where you could buy um, alcohol within Disneyland. You have Docking Bay 7, which Dan has often described as space Panera. <laughs> yes. You have Ronto roasters widely regarded as the best place to get a sausage in a pita. Um, I agree. And there's also the milk stand where you can get hotly debated, not milk. 
plenty of places to buy items. There's a whole bazaar where you can buy different toys and clothing and pins and all of that good stuff. There's there's a lot to offer in this land. There are comic books and actual books being written about this land where different characters will interact with this, uh, with the land of Batu, the, the planet where this land takes place. Why I think it could win definitely immersive theming an a and an e and a d ticket attraction uh there's adventure kind of it doesn't quite deliver on the uh, the full adventure aspect that was originally sold to us cosplay is actually pretty much encouraged you can show up in cosplay you can maybe not show up as a stormtrooper or as Kylo Ren, but you can do star yeah. Warsy things. Yeah, for sure. And and you won't get kicked out. It's not like showing up dressed up as Cinderella where I've gotten kicked out twice. <laughs> uh, there is great food and also good food in the same land. Why it might not be the best place. It could have been a lot more. Uh, listen to our show for hot takes on why it could have been a whole lot more. We spent two hours talking to theme park designers and a Hollywood screenwriter about why Galaxy's Edge could have been better. Right. Okay. So it's a short episode. Yes, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like your guys' histories have a lot of opinions. <laughs> Got them. And Dab on I think them. that's our job. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just kidding. But I'm not actually. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> uh, okay. What's um, next? I say, why don't we go through the connection that should exist and go to Toontown? Let's do Ooh. It. Let's go. Okay, we're going. So we, we have Toontown and then Tomorrowland, and that's it, right? And then we can take a break? Uh, we got... Fantasyland, Tomorrowland. Uh, Toontown, Fantasyland. Tomorrowland. Uh, Frontierland, Tomorrowland. We could take a break. Like, we can take oh a break. Well, yeah, no, no, it's fine. Let's go. We'll go. We, we're, we're, okay. We've been doing this for four hours. We've got two hours left. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do this. Right. Uh, so Toontown, a.k.a. maybe the most 1991 thing ever. Um, it, Disney was as sure of this land taking off as they were of Dick Tracy being a major film franchise. It's kind of peak Eisner. Anyway, I just got, wanted to get those out. Or do you want more Sean and Odd jokes? Anyway, uh, the backstory is... is According to Disney Magazine, um, at the time, it was supposed to be like a weirder Main Street, like a wacky, goofy Main Street. Um, yeah, I there's, can see kind, there's kind of a weird backstory, uh, according to the Disney company, which, um, if you really take it sincerely, it raises some questions. Uh, apparently, and this is according to the Walt Disney Company, Mickey Mickey moved into his Toon suburb in 1928 after becoming a star. All of his friends moved in to be close to him. And then Mickey built a movie barn in order to keep from commuting to Hollywood because, Ugh. yeah. I hate everything about this. <laughs> I know. It's magical. It's like Hidden um, Hills with Drake and all the rappers up there. I'm going to buy three houses up here. Everyone's going to move in. Or maybe Calabasas <laughs> is probably more apt. Yeah. <laughs> so, and this is directly from the website. It is believed that when Walt Disney was looking for the area to build his amusement enterprise in the early 1950s, Mickey Mouse suggested the fields of orange groves surrounding his neighborhood. The only request he had was that Mickey's Toontown was to, to be kept secret. They agreed, and Disneyland opened nearby on July 17th, 1955. 
<sighs> so they um, did call it an amusement enterprise, a.k.a. amusement park, which means Disneyland is an amusement park. Thank you very much. Well, I think they, they mean it, it as nope. it's it's in quotes so i think they mean it as like they didn't know how big it would be mm-hmm. um so then the tunes all gathered in 1990 to vote on whether or not to open toontown to the non-tune guests and then they chewed through the berm with their rodent teeth <laughs> <laughs> and that's on the website that part yeah. i kind of are you sure added. no i don't know it sounds very much like from <laughs> i mean the it may as well Disney. be yeah. there right yeah. so for me this 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 raises a number of questions about the closure and uh changes of several attractions in the 90s like that like donald had to like refurbish his house because like someone sued um <laughs> yeah it also he made the wonder... floors all soft and it's like well right. think... <laughs> donald you're gonna have the house where the kids go into great <laughs> i'm right. gonna redo all the floors Love it. I, I guess people can't bounce in my house anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so it also kind of raises questions about the state of non-Disney tunes in Toontown because they're in the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So it's like, is it an apartheid state? <laughs> like, anyway, yeah. Um, it was the first new land outside the berm. Uh, attractions previously have been housed outside the berm in uh, squares, oddly enough, but these weren't places where guests would be walking. Uh, you have a couple areas, a couple kind of two distinct and one in between area there. You got the downtown area, which is where you have interactive stuff when it's open. And this is all based on before they closed it in March. Um, you know, there's like, buttons you can press and a thing will happen there's a door that's like the electric company and it says oh don't touch it and you're like oh i'm a 10 year old i'm gonna touch it and then you, as, as an adult you should say that and then you pull it open and it like it does a weird like shocking sound it's fun um and it kills you is what it and is. it kills you yeah. and that's why it's closed because they had to make it so they had to that's crank right. down the electricity trap door drops uh, you fall down <laughs> you get fed into the ronto roasters booth yeah, yeah. circle of life right yep. delicious right <laughs> so this area is where uh the roger rabbit ride is um and then further down you have like the suburb area where mickey and all of his cartoon friends um built their houses apparently but not the other ones that aren't disney characters um in between that there was a city hall that which just has have characters come out and they kind of made it a big deal the whole land has limited right angles to make it look cartoony and hand-drawn like a max flesher cartoon which again his characters, who knows where they are. Um, some history. This is based on Mickey's birthday land in uh, Disney World, which was built around the time of, surprisingly, Mickey's birthday. <gasps> yeah. Um, shortly before they opened Toontown, there was something called Afternoon Avenue because there used to be something called Disney Afternoon because there used to be something called Channel 9, which would show Disney Afternoon. And that was, um, you know, Gummy Bears, DuckTales, uh, Tailspin, all of those cartoons that we all have nostalgies for now. They turned the Motorboat Cruise and Fantasyland Utopia into like a version of the ride for those shows. And people really took to it. So those two things came together and Disneyland was like, okay, we're doing Toontown. And especially because Roger Rabbit around that time or 
just before was a huge hit. This is also about the time of the Disney decade, a.k.a. the 90s, a.k.a. Eisner's big break. Um, There was a wild success of Disney animated films. Everyone everywhere around the world was ready for Disney. Everywhere, there's focus on Disneyland as a resort destination on par with Disney World. You got DVC. You got Toontown. They're talking about Westcott. And then they opened Euro Disney and Oopsie. So all of the forward thinking, yes, Toontown's going to be this place that we put a lot of energy into. We're going to build Westcott. We're going to do all these cool things. Euro Disney fails and all of a sudden Disney is afraid of its own shadow for a while. And they're like, hey, let's not. Let's do uh, California Adventure. This was also opened around the time when you could open up stuff that was kind of dangerous, but then people started suing companies for a lot of things for right or wrong reasons around that time. So slowly, you know, the slide and well, let's go through the close attractions. You got Goofy's bounce house that became Goofy's house of reasonable meandering where you just kind of, Oh, this is a living room. Donald Duck's boat used to have ropes and slides which was replaced by stairs because stairs are just as fun. He had Chip and Chale's treehouse of urine and dirty acorn pile. It was a ball pit and a slide. And anyone who's dealt with a ball pit knows that that's where the germs live. Uh, Jolly Trolley was there. It was the wacky trolley that, you know, kind of like jaunted down the street like a cartoon character. It started off with two cars. It's hard to control. One car was hard to control. It it was really hard to get people to not jump in front of it because it looked so wacky and it was so accessible. So then it became a photo op and then a DVC booth and then nothing. Um, Current attractions and other things to do that were there when it closed and presumably will be there again. Gadgets Go Coaster, apparently they're going to reimagine that so that, like, actual human adults could fit into it. Possibly, I hope. Why? It's for kids. Come on. The whole thing's for kids, though. I know. That's what I mean. You don't need to yeah. reimagine. Just open it for I've kids. I've also ridden it, and you don't need to. They don't need to make it for adults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can go both ways on that. I, yeah. j- but just for snarky's sake, I'm going to say, they should make it for adults. Sure. Um, got Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. Apparently, they're going to make uh, Jessica Rabbit less, like, dangerously sexy, apparently. They already did. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, thank God. Now she has a trench um, coat. Because but, that's, yeah. not, that's not weird and, uh, you know, oddly alluring at the same time <laughs> yeah you know i'm not gonna kink shame anybody yeah. but that is nothing strange. weird has ever happened underneath a trench coat no yeah. no no never <laughs> not a single thing no. maybe now she's three toddlers standing on top of each other i would hope so yeah um <laughs> so that's supposedly reopening uh mickey's house and meet mickey where you can see his barn where he makes his snuff films uh mickey's <sighs> house uh it's open minnie's house Donald's boat is, I guess, reopening. Apparently, we'll see. Goofy's playhouse is, I guess, reopening. I doubt that, but that's what they say. Daisy's Diner exists. It's a place where you can get pizza and salad. You got Pluto's Doghouse, where they sell, guess what? Hot dogs. Woohoo. Claire Bell's frozen yogurt, because she's a cow. Get it? Mm-hmm. Um, future things they're supposedly going to have. Uh, reimagined Gadgets Go Coaster. We talked about that. Spontaneous play. Focus on unplugging, a wishing tree inspired by Walt Disney's magical childhood memories and imagining of wishes, Mickey and Minnie's runaway, well, runaway railway, which is really fun to say if you have trouble speaking, possibly a connection to Star Wars land, probably not, but it really should be there. And kind of, uh, I feel like Toontown has a lot of promise, is a solid idea, 
was a really good start, but it's a dead end, so it doesn't have a connection to anything else. Because of the time period and because of the geography of it, this potentially good idea just kind of like was left to rot on the vine. And I think we should, at the very least, if not give it a higher ranking than we might have, think about giving it a very, very good um, chance when it reopens. And I hope Disney does too. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right. Where are we going next? Fantasy land. Let's go there. We'll do, the, we'll do Fantasyland fast style because uh, all of those letters are also in fantasy. Uh, Fantasyland opened up with the park in general. There was an update to Fantasyland in 1983 by the Bax himself, Tony Baxter. Uh, we're calling him the Bax because I uh, said I say so. Yeah, and, that's how nicknames um, start, man. Yeah, someone has to be bold like that. All right. That's that's how we do on the Supreme Resort. Yeah. Uh, the backs changed Fantasyland from a Renaissance fair to a medieval town. <laughs> Which to me is the same thing. <laughs> well, I mean, tents are made out of fabric and uh, medieval towns are made out of rocks. Yeah, unless they're gypsy so, camps. Yeah. Okay. And then Kim Irvine will take those rocks and make them more <laughs> pastel. Eric, don't say that name. It makes Jason mad. What? Oh, it's happening later. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, attractions in Fantasyland. Fantasyland has such a huge amount of attractions. It's crazy. Casey Jr. Circus Train, Dumbo the Flying Elephant, King Arthur's Carousel, Mad Tea Party, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, Peter Pan's Flight. I could go on and on with the rest of the, the names that are in there, but you get it. it it's a lot <laughs> of attractions all crammed into the same space. It's yeah. one of those reasons why people say, Disneyland really has a greater density of rides than any other park because it, it really does. Any of those Disney movies have been converted into attractions in this area. There's also a little bit of food. There's Edelweiss snacks where uh, you can get a chimichanga and no, 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 you should never have a chimichanga. No, they're terrible. Anyway, it's, much as it, it, I agree. Disagree. It does... Hi. Oh. I strongly disagree. Oh, well, both of you are fired. Wow. But Beth and Taryn, have you tried the Disneyland chimichangas? No. Oh, no. I was just speaking of chimichangas in general. Oh, yeah. I've never seen one at Disneyland. No, in, in general, general, I am a strong supporter okay. of chimichangas. Okay. Oh. These, are not, these are not chimichangas. These are like. That the was Slim writing Jim you out of her will for a second. <laughs> I was like, okay, Sam, get the paper. Time. Dan is out. <laughs> Dan's out oh. of the will. You're out of the family. <laughs> get it on uh, Inside the Magic. New new article. We could have like four articles about Dan being out. <laughs> <laughs> Controversial uh, podcast host says a thing. Anyway, there you sorry, go. Go ahead. go ahead, please. Uh, Red Rose Tavern is a new edition recently where we brought in a little bit of uh, Beauty and the Beast theming with some quick service food that actually is pretty good in mm. my opinion. Okay. In general, Fantasyland is a lot of stuff all in the same place. A few shops, a few food places, a lot of rides. Why it should win, it remains consistent in its theme where Walt said, put all the cartoons there. <laughs> uh, it's packed with attractions that draw crowds. 
original attractions that have been there for a long time, refreshes of attractions, great times. Why maybe it might not be the best choice? Um, it is stroller hell. Hell in it, general, damn. It is. It is a place where you walk in, and when you, if you're leaving Galaxy's Edge through that area, through that particular portion, you say, "Why did I take this route?" You're either going to run into a large crowd of people, or you're going to ride in, run into a large crowd of their strollers. Also, there is the Kim Irvine pastel effect, where <laughs> she is slowly converting the land into a pink and light blue version of the land itself, similar to Snow White's um, Enchanted Wish and the Sleeping Beauty Castle. It's terrible stuff. All right. And finally, I think, right? No, we have two more. We have Tomorrowland and Frontierland. Good thing those are very simple and quick and nothing has changed in either of those ever (laughs) but we can we can make it brief i we can go we can just go with what's there now if you want well making a brief was the whole point so let's not stop now (laughs) 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 just do your thing do your do your thing and uh you know let's go all right. Well, I'm gonna go. We're, I'm gonna take us all. Gonna hitch our wagon. We're all gonna go to Frontierland. Giddy right. up, yeehaw! Uh, the theme and the backstory is in the name of it. It's Frontierland, and it has a sign. It has a fort. It's got antlers. Um, it's all wooden and woodsy, and you, you've seen it. You've been there. If you haven't been there, I don't know why you're listening to this show. <laughs> um, it's history. It's originally. Originally themed, it's kind of like a catch-all of American wilderness experience, kind of like Adventureland, but, you know, not like foreign, air quotes again, (laughs) but also sometimes Mexican, but only the parts we invaded, oddly. Um, It included a lot of Davy Crockett stuff, a lot of uh, Indian stuff that we don't need to get further into. Uh, Google it if you want to know. Bear country before it was bear country, meaning it was kind of just like a country where a lot of bears could be seen. Um, It was kind of like a ghost town before it became a ghost town, like it was still hustling and bustling. Um, There was a lot of themes of like rugged survivalism and John Wayne kind of stuff. Uh, Around this in the early 70s, we introduced Thunder Mountain and Bear, and then bear country took over. Uh, the bears came in and ate all the Indians and took it over. It became bear. That's country. probably what happened. It probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so now the frontier land is more firmly like a, a mining kind of situation. Mm-hmm. It's a mining town and a little bit of wilderness and also dodged a bullet there with a lot of stuff that probably wouldn't have held up due to like the dodge a bullet attraction. Hmm. yeah like the dodgeable at attraction <laughs> exactly and oddly i was talking to my mom about this because she you know grew up with you know both versions and i was talking there i just had a moment where i was like oh wait is it possible that for you it became like there's less stuff now and she's like yeah they totally ruined it with uh thunder mountain there's just like just like less stuff to do um which is an interesting perspective. Things that are not there anymore. You had the American Rifle Exhibit and Frontier Gun Shop. You got the Big Thunder Ranch where you go pet some stuff and then eat the stuff that you pet. Uh, You got the Ceremonial Dance Circle, which again, Google it if you want to know. Conestoga Wagons, where you can take those wagons in the Conestoga. Uh, Davy Crockett Arcade, now Pioneer Mercantile. That was... uh, 
you could shoot at bears because that's what real men do damn it and then uh, you got fort wilderness that used to be on it's still on tom sarah's island but you used to be able to go through it and you could see very very um not moving animatronics kind of just going hey there's a paper i'm gonna sign uh they got the indian village again there you know mike fink keelboat used to exist there uh, that was um kind of like a jungle cruise on the river uh here's here's a, a joke from it my girlfriend left me that's her house up there we had a heated argument sparks began to fly and she burned me up so i'm burning her down i guess you can call her an old flame that was for the burning cabin and that ride sank um there was a mine train through nature's wonderland mine train through the painted desert mine train through the rainbow cabins mine train through the pack mules uh stagecoach ride and oh and then closed restaurants uh you got the aunt jemima's kitchen that existed um casa de fritos uh which became casa mexicana it is now uh rancho del zocalo uh, they had the chicken plantation because they were absolutely not trying to copy Knott's Berry Farm at that time. No, um, never that was that. located between what is now Pirates uh, of the Caribbean and Tom Sawyer's Island. It was tended to be the edge of civilization for the Mark Twain because then you were going to go into the Indian country, which according to that was not civilized. No, at all. of course not. No. Yeah. Oof. Uh, you got the McDonald's Conestoga fries. During the Pressler era, era, because why not do that? Um, they got the Oaks Tavern, which was fried stuff, became the stage door cafe. He had Don DeFore's Silver Banjo Barbecue. Don DeFore, as many of you know, was the neighbor on Ozzy and Harriet. So, of course, give him a restaurant. <laughs> why not? He had, he had the Frontier Trading Post, which was replaced by Westward Ho. Uh, a specialty store, which sold wool and leather goods from the Pendleton Company now sells you know souvenirs uh generic disney souvenirs current attractions we got big thunder mountain railroad frontierland shooting arcade uh mark twain riverboat pirates lair on tom Sawyer's island take that new orleans square sailing ship columbia aka the pirate ship phantasmic suck at new orleans square the new orleans uh the the, the golden horseshoe cafe stage store cafe rancho del Zoc zocalo restaurant uh riverbell terrace bonanza outfitters that's a place for shopping another place for shopping is westward ho trading company and uh pioneer mercantile and i think uh we got everything there why it should possibly win if Fantasyland is the heart, then this is the connective tissue that makes it all work. Imagine a New Orleans Square without Frontierland. It, it's kind of like, I understand New Orleans Square is the popular favorite, and I think for good reason. It is probably my favorite, but if we're going to talk about like what is the best or what supports the most, I think that Frontierland kind of supports what makes new orleans square possible if new orleans square is nirvana frontierland is velvet underground and that's my frontierland all right very good okay last but not least tomorrowland tomorrowland another opening day land kind of uh on opening day in 1955 there was practically nothing there but a gas leak there was literally a gas leak underneath Tomorrowland, and they had to shut down a certain portion of it because they had to fix the gas leak. Well, I'm glad they did uh, that. 
Yeah, it was great. They they could have maybe in, inspired some more imagination if they had left the, the gas leaking, but okay, just, fine. Just light it and call it the Eternal Flame. There you go. Uh, originally, the land was designed to be on the west side of the park. Uh, it was uh, designed to have a bunch of moving walkways and dancing fountains in the initial design. These things did not happen. Uh, the land was originally set in 1986, which was the year that Halley's Comet would return, which was a thing that a lot of people really looked forward to for some reason. And those of us who are our age say, well, I remember that being a big deal. I have a Halley's Comet matchbox car, but um, why were we looking forward to that in the 50s? Really? That's what we had to look forward to? Cool. What else are you going to do? Stare at the radio, you know? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, so the problem with Tomorrowland is that uh, tomorrow changes. So in 1967, we had a new Tomorrowland where we had more rides than we originally did, more things to look at and do. Uh, then we uh, come to 1998, where we tomorrowed harder. We had another refresh of Tomorrowland. Uh, uh, yeah, 2005, we had a repaint of the same Tomorrowland. And in 2016, we had Star Wars, uh, more more Tomorrow Wars in Tomorrowland when The Force Awakens came out in theaters and we found Hyperspace Mountain inside uh, Space Mountain and things got even better. And they're bringing it back. They are bringing it back. I, for one, can't wait. To never yes. go, to never do it. What it else make- you can't wait for are all of the other attractions in Tomorrowland. For instance, Star Tours, Autopia, Buzz Lightyear, Astro Toys, Monorail, Regular Rail, Finding Nemo, sub- <laughs> Submarine Voyage, No Mermaids these days. Sorry, sorry, gentlemen in the Navy. Cancel cor- culture at its finest right, That's right. there. Uh, Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy and Star Wars Launch Bay. There were plenty of additional attractions that used to exist in the land. Uh, Just for a little sampling, many of them have been replaced, but some of the notable quotables are uh, Monsanto House of Chemistry, Monsanto House of Tomorrow, Monsanto House of Hall of Aluminum, sponsored by Kaiser, Monsanto uh, Bathroom of the Future, Monsanto Presents Captain EO, starring Monsanto, uh, Monsanto model airplanes and the Monsanto clock of the world. There was literally a clock that would tell you the time around the world when the park opened. That's true. Uh, food. You can go to Pizza Planet, which is a uh, a place where you can get pasta, and it it's kind of Pixar ish. You can go to Tomorrowland. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, don't. yeah you, you should not. I agree. <laughs> uh, Tomorrowland Terrace. Um, Probably don't go there either. There used to be a place where you could get also similar food to to Tomorrowland Terrace called the Yacht Club, which was very tomorrow. Uh, why it should win. This land should not win. <laughs> <laughs> why, why this land shouldn't win. See above. <laughs> Tomorrowland um, changes constantly, but there, even despite all of the change, it has not changed enough. Pick a theme stick to it just get there please don't pick star wars pick a theme that is vaguely futury 
you know what? Go to 1955 and bring back Rocket to the Moon, and people will go, ooh, I like this. Do that. For I sure. don't know. <laughs> no, you don't. That's right. The end. All right. Very good, everybody. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to stretch our legs, and then we're going to do more work. What do you think? Yes. Now it's time for us. Yeah. Now it's time for us to do some stuff. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back, and then we're going to start our rankings here on Ears Up. uh, See who voted what the worst and what the best, and then why. And I promise you, brief (laughs) reasons why. Back what is this. what is that word? Back after this. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Gee, sorry guys, but that guy bought 14 churros. I'm all sold out. And now, back to the show. All right, thanks for sticking around, everybody. All right, here we go. You heard the history, you heard the opinions. Uh, but now here's the rankings. Bev, Taryn, and myself have grueled, grueled? We ate gruel while we did this. Uh, we ranked all of the lands, and uh, we're going to give you a little reason why we gave it into the positions that we did. And, um, you know, like that. Let's do it. I think it's going to be fun. How many are there, actually? There's one. Nine. There's nine. Okay. So if I'm going to, I better put the numbers down because I'm going to, like, ruin it or whatever. And we're going. Yeah, do that we're going worst to best. We're going worst to best. Yeah, okay. I think that's the only way to do any list. Otherwise, yeah. you go one. You're like, oh, well, everything else. Why like, do I care about anything else? Yeah, who cares about <laughs> your last one? You know. Yeah. If you really want to make it easy, you could just like rank Disneyland versus DCA. No, we've done that <laughs> oh. before. We could be out of here real quick. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, we thought about doing maybe one. Um, doing this, this just for DCA for a show at one point in time, but. Oh, Terrence would be so annoying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're all perfect. It's, it's the greatest ever. Think about it, guys. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying, guys. I know. Actually, I went to DCA with Eric specifically to try to see what is so great about it. Because I don't hate it, but it's like, I don't. I don't get why I don't get why anyone would say it's their favorite. And Eric has a, had a really good observation. Eric, what did you call it? Adult contemporary theme park. <laughs> perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, Michael Bublé should be That's, playing all the time. It's a good I was just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's look, it's weird. Um, okay, well, I'll tell you what. Should I go first? Who wants to go first? Number go nine. Go first and set the okay. set the tone. Set the tone yeah. All right. Number nine on my list. So the least um, I don't know, important or the least. I was Best. just going to ask, are you going to explain wh- how you came up with yours? I don't know. I wasn't oh, okay. really going to, oh, I okay. guess. Yeah, we <laughs> talked about that. But uh, things change sometimes when you give sure. opinions. You're like, I don't know, man, whatever. I don't think it matters too much. This is what I think. This is what I think. Number nine, the least cool land, the least whatever, Tomorrowland. Okay. There's nothing going on in oh. Tomorrowland. The Star Wars launch pad is boring. Star Tours is great. Nemo sucks. 
Autopia sucks. The food here is awful, and there's hardly any shade. It doesn't know what it wants to be, and that's very sad to me. <laughs> Tomorrowland, you have cars from the 1950s, a walkthrough slash meet and greet with characters that lived a long, long time ago, a ride from that same timeline, Buzz Lightyear, which is cool, and on and on and on, like uh, Eric already said. It's just not really anything, and it's the most amusement park, not theme park section of Disneyland for me. Tomorrowland, bottom of the barrel. You can sort of skip Tomorrowland. Space Mountain is the only reason you venture in Tomorrowland. And I think everybody knows that. And you sort of do the other stuff because you're already there. It's like, well, we're already seeing, we're already at the store. We might as well go see Grandma. You know? I guess. I, yeah. I do disagree with you, but, but of course we'll, you do. we'll get to that. All right, go ahead, Tom. Number nine for you, Taryn. Uh, well, I do want to explain it. I came up with my rankings based uh, mostly on where I personally enjoy spending my time at the park. Um, okay. I, took, I took into account the attractions that are in each land and my personal enjoyment on those. But at the end of the day, for me, um, the general ambiance of a land and the amount of time that I like to stay in that land carried substantially more weight than the actual number of things to do there. Uh, that's fair. So my number nine is Critter Country. Uh, while this land is beautiful, shaded, and often quiet, it's like a dead end to the park. And I almost never end up there, uh, nor care to spend any time there. Uh, it's not a place that I venture to for attractions or food. Um, and when I do find myself there, it's generally somebody else's idea. And I'm not <laughs> mad about it, but I just don't care. I mean, yeah, that's sort of fair, but I kind of, I kind of sort of feel like that about every place in Disneyland, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, that's a Good thing you have problem. this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am Tomorrowland. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what I want to be, and that's yeah. very sad. All right, Bev, go ahead. Okay, so I'm just going to echo Taryn. My, my choices were based very similarly on her parameters. Okay. Um, and my number nine is Mickey's Toontown, because it is outdated and generally lame. Hmm. Uh, the only reason to go there, in my opinion, would be to go on Roger Rabbit because it's kind of cool. Uh, but it's not actually cool enough to actually venture into the land. It's a land that you can easily skip. Like I've been to Disneyland probably the last four times I've been to Disneyland. I have not ventured into Toontown once. <laughs> you know, they, they I think they that did is a, why it sucks. a fundamentally bad design in Toontown because they put the best thing at the front. You don't put the best thing at the front. You put it way in the back of the store. So you have to walk <laughs> back to all the things. Like I went to a, this is a dumb analogy, but whatever. I went to Kohl's the other day because I had to drop off an Amazon return. And uh, they're like, yeah, the Amazon return is in the way back of the store. I'm like, oh, I thought it would be up front, but okay. And I'm walking by and I go, ooh, shirts. I shopped. <laughs> like, what I, spent, I spent $60 to return a $30 item. Because I passed all the stuff. And I think that's what they needed to do it worked, with you? Roger Rabbit. I mean, it, you know, it's sort of the same sort of the same thing. It's weird. Well, not I also think the entrance into Toontown is just really lackluster. Like, if you don't know where you're going. Yeah, you you're like, going what, into like what a, is this weird cave. cement walkway I'm on right now? Cement? Cement. Cement. I love cement. Cement walkways. I think, and I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. In fact, I think you're right about the the Roger Rabbit needing to not be on the front. I think yeah. they really thought that Mickey's house was going to be the big draw. Mm. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's cute. I know it's it's very quaint, right? <laughs> uh, okay, number eight. For me, number eight 
is Toontown. Like, I get Toontown. I totally understand it. And fundamentally, I encourage people to go to Toontown because there is stuff there and it's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. But it's, it is very 90s. There's not much to do, even for kids. I mean, Donald's boat kind of stinks. We took Alice on it. And she sort of liked it, but not really. There's really nothing. There's really nothing going on for that age, people. The treehouse was okay, I guess. It's just not really an engaging place for children. I think maybe like the six to 12 year old crowd, but five and under is sort of like what I think Toontown should be for. And there was nothing really there because also, you know, if you're a four year old and they want to go into Goofy's house or whatever, like, like Alice wanted to do, well, adults have to go with that child. And then you're sitting on like resin benches and you're sitting on the floor where who knows how many boogers have been wiped. It's just not, <laughs> it's not a cool, it's not a cool place. Pants so have been wet. Yeah. For me, number eight is 100% Toontown, which I never thought I would say was better than Tomorrowland. But wow. here we are. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. This is, think about that, by the yeah. way, as we move up these ranks. Uh, yeah. So I am in total agreeance. Uh, my number eight is also Toontown. Uh, copycat. Uh, to me, this is a big open land that I tend to feel is really noisy. It's it's not really that busy, but the area tends to have more of a free-range child vibe. Mm. Um, it's bright, and it does have some interesting food. I do like the store in this land, uh, but I've never bought anything there. Uh, the attractions are nothing to go there for. Um, and I understand this land now more that I have Alice, so I don't hate it, but it's very low on the list because it's just not enticing. Fair. All right, Bev. Yeah. My number eight is Galaxy's Edge. Whoa. Um, wow. Yeah. Oh, haters. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. But I, I feel like I have good reason. As previously mentioned, there are only two main attractions in this land, and one of them is hella lame. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think the atmosphere is very cool, but atmosphere only gets you so far, and there's really only one good ride. And even though that one ride, Rise of the Resistance, is really cool, it isn't worth a two-hour wait, and that's pretty much what it's averaging. Um but I think my biggest gripe is that, you know, all of this money and all of this um, advertisement has gone into it. But if you're not a huge Star Wars fan, like if you're not engrossed in the Star Wars life, there's really not a lot for you to do. You walk in, you look around, you're like, oh, that's cool. There's the thing. You can buy the stuff. And then you leave or you wait for two hours. When the virtual queue is not open, you wait for two hours for the one cool ride or you wait for 30 minutes and then you get off the other ride and you're like, oh, Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is hyper focused, and and part of that is they they want you to be intrigued. They want your nerd friends to bring you so that maybe you'll get into the, you know, to the trilogies and whatever. It's like a sales funnel, right? We're like Batu Star Wars lands like the the funnel of the sales like thing. Maybe you'll get engrossed in whatever. But yeah, you're you're sort of right, especially with the way the cast members talk to you and say bright suns. You're like, bro, I'm just yeah, here like, for a Ronto rap. I don't want to. I don't want <laughs> to banter. I with literally you, was told that they sell alcohol over there, and that's why <laughs> yeah. I'm here. Yeah. So Sorry, I'm trying to spin. Okay. Catch me never. Yeah. <laughs> the shopping though there is kind of cool. Like it's an actual bazaar. That's pretty cool. The shop setup. So I, is so rad. I totally, I actually totally agree. I think the whole setup of the land and the ambiance and the whole vibe is great. But I don't have any desire to go shopping 
in a shop that sells a bunch of stuff about a thing that I don't care about. Yeah, you don't. Get... And I know I'm like I'm offending people. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't get the, don't the references for stuff. Right. I totally don't. fine. I get it. Um, okay. You. Number seven. I feel validated. Someone's keeping track, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, number seven for me is Frontierland. Oh, that's lower wow. than I would expect for you. Same. Wow. I know. I love Frontierland, but as a themed land, it's sort of Knott's Berry Farm adjacent. It's small. You have one ride, two restaurants, and a big store. It's themed well-ish for what it is, and the best part of it is walking on the wooden sidewalks. That's like literally the best thing about it. I did sort of forget about Rivers of America being tied to the thing, but it doesn't make it any more intriguing for me to have to take a boat to get to the rest of the thing. Jason, there is a plaque in front of a flag, an American flag. Oh. You could read that plaque. <laughs> well, I can do that at the dentist's office, too. Um, yeah, I mean, you're probably right. Well, but the, the weird part about Tom Sawyer's Island being on um, being in Frontierland, that's what you guys were saying. Mm. Is that you have to mm-hmm. enter through New Orleans Square? Yeah, that part does not make sense. To you have to leave that, the land to then go back into the land. I just that front c- part of the river is is uh, Frontierland, and the top part is New Orleans Square. T- sure. Uh, yeah, um, but you enter through New Orleans Square. But the the canoe boats are critter country. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they used to be yeah. Frontierland. That's I don't a get weird it. zoning problem. See, it's, uh, yes. It is a, zone. There is a zoning problem. <laughs> yeah. Frontierland, it's, it doesn't know what's going on. I don't, I, I love Frontierland, but as, as a, as a vibe, you know, it's like, there's nothing, cause I, the way I did this, I sort of like, I guess what you were saying is what, what do I enjoy doing here? I don't really enjoy, I mean, I, Big Thunder's cool. I'll go on it if the wait is sub 25 minutes. Other than that, the thing I really enjoy the most about Frontierland is walking on that darn sidewalk. That's it. That is, I love that, and that is it. But it's not It's not better than any other land. So for me, seven, Frontierland. All right. Karen, go ahead, please. Uh, my seven is Fantasyland. Now, don't get me wrong. Fantasyland is the crux of Disneyland, obviously. Uh, without it, what would Disneyland be? Blah, 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 blah. That said, it's cram-packed with attractions. Which means that it's cram-packed with people. And this, I would expect, is the busiest land, right? Um, Making it also the loudest, which makes it often impossible to hear the music. And there really isn't anywhere to just sit down and hang out comfortably. There's like one restaurant, which is mediocre at best, and the rest is just attractions. And I love the attractions here, but as I said... I really thought about the lands themselves and rather than the attractions. And I thought about the ones that I enjoy being in. And this really isn't one of them. I don't mm. want to spend a lot of time in Fantasyland. I, wanna, I can't stand it. I want to go there and go on rides. And then I want to leave. I want to leave immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Every time you go in there, you feel like, oh, great. Here, yeah. I did it again. I got stuck in Fantasyland. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm trapped under a giant like, stroller. Yeah, like if you're in a group, and maybe this is where kind of my 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 
hatred for groups comes from? No, like my thought process came from is that we often are with a group. If we're with a group and half of the group is going on rides in Fantasyland, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to stay there and wait for them. I'm going to be like, I'll be over somewhere else (laughs) and we'll meet up later. Like, but there are other lands where I could sit and hang out for an hour and wait. Like, oh, sure. This is not one of them. Correct. I agree. Um, Agreed. Beverly. Critter Country is oh. my number seven. Hmm. And I don't have a whole lot to say about it, but I will say, like, the only draw for me would be Splash Mountain, which I actually hate. <laughs> and if they change Splash Mountain, is it even still in Critter Country yeah. at that point? Yeah. It's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just, I just, there's not, I don't care about Winnie the Pooh. Like, I, I agree with you. It's beautiful, but. I could skip it easily. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Number six. Moving on. For me, Fantasyland. Okay. We're like, we're like right there, Taryn. Yeah. I did have a hard time with this one because I do like Fantasyland in theory. I don't like existing within Fantasyland, but I like Fantasyland as, as a design. It is the most sort of county fair vibe land of them all. But it's also not dead last. So I sort of like the county fair sort of vibe. The buildings look great, except for the ones that, you know, have shimmery pastel pink on them. Uh, those look like trash. I mean, you can't re- you can't compete with Mr. Toad's show building. You know what I mean? Even some like the restaurants there, the theming inside and outside looks really, really cool. Or S- Small World. Isn't Small World in Fantasyland? Yes. Technically? Yes. Yeah. But again, it's one of those lands where it's like, oh, you want to finish looking at all the stuff? You have to walk across this whole walkway to get to the rest of the thing. It just it doesn't yeah. really know what's going on. Um, Actually, just... Small World is also in Frontierland. Technically. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so that's also one of the reasons Fantasyland is so far down. It's confusing. It's spaced oddly. Um it is stroller hell, and it's, you know, you're right, Taryn, you can't hear the music, you can't hear the area music at all, unless you think area music is crying children. <laughs> it's true. All right. Uh, okay, so we're on number six? Correct. Number six for me is Tomorrowland, and I did rank Tomorrowland higher than Fantasyland, and it's because I love the idea of Tomorrowland, and and to be quite honest, it has a certain nostalgia for me. It reminds me of going with my family. It reminds me of my dad. I really like it. Um, I also think it has two of the most fun attractions at Disneyland, Star Tours and Space Mountain. Um, and before removing Captain EO, it probably would have ranked even higher for me. The ambiance is unique. Same. Yeah, because I, I do really miss Captain EO. Um, the ambiance is unique. It's There's less shrubbery than in the rest of the park. Um, there's... Uh, you know, the spacey kind of vibe. And while it is often overcrowded in certain parts of the land, you can always still hear the music, which to me just makes such a difference in these lands. Um, it, it does make it a nice place to sit and hang out if you need to. I can sit there for an hour if I need to. Um, of course, it's still Tomorrowland, and a lot of it is a waste of space. <clears throat> Autopia. So even though I actually really like it, I couldn't rank it higher than this, although I did contemplate that. All right. Fair enough. Beverly, round us out, please. Well, my number six is also Tomorrowland, (laughs) or as I like to call it, Star Wars Land Light. Yeah, basically exactly what Taryn said. It has some cool aspects. However, in my opinion, the traffic flow through this land is terrible, and it's just... 
it makes it so that, you know, if, if the wait for, cause again, the only reason I'm really going to go there is for, um, space mountain. What's, Thank you. I was going to call it Star Wars, but I was like, that's not it. <laughs> not yet. I think it starts April, whatever. It's something. 12. Um, for Space Mountain, but depending upon the wait time for Space Mountain, I'm if it's terrible, I'm not going to even venture in and There's no reason have a machete to. to get through the people. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what no, I mean. There's no reason to. Not. Absolutely no reason to be in Tomorrowland if you're not riding um, Star I, Wars Space Mountain. I, I can wait till true. the end of the night and go on Buzz Lightyear. Uh, the Astro Blasters yeah. when there's a 10 minute wait. I will say the star never have to venture in. I will say the star trader is one of the, my favorite shops to shop at. Yes. I actually forgot to write that in here. Yes. That is a great store. It's Agreed. Great store. Actually, I totally agree. Yeah. You still need a, ma- you still need a machete in there. Well, For sure. Because star tour or a spills out. Cause... There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, if you think about it, you kind of always need a machete everywhere just in life. It's true. Too bad they're illegal, which Agreed. is why I've removed of the leg and turned it into a machete. And if we want to add a layer of fun complication, I've texted Eric my predictions about what each of your top two will be, not okay. in order. Ooh. And Eric, if you want to do the same thing back, I don't know. This show's probably long enough. <laughs> That'll be fun. I kind of love that, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, we're on number five, huh? Yep. Okay. Star Wars Land is my number five. I like it. I like Star Wars Land. Fundamentally, I like it. But I also feel it's sort of too themed. And I know that doesn't make sense, but I remember saying this after we went on the show, like the recap after we experienced the thing. I I remember saying it's too much. There's too much going on. It's sort of like, and I might be stealing this analogy from something Taryn had said, but it's like one of those cakes that looks like a cob of corn or a turtle or something where you look at it, you know it's a cake, but the fact that it looks like a smelly shoe is off-putting, even as you eat it. Mm-hmm. That's the way I feel Star Wars Land to me. I know it's it's over-themed. I know what it's supposed to be doing, but I'm I'm itchy and uncomfortable with experiencing the thing that I know that I think I understand. It's very odd. Do you think Star Wars Land kind of like themes out the lay observer? Like someone who doesn't have the buy-in like Bev was talking about? Um, I, I think that's part of it, but I, what do you mean by theme out? Because like it's, there's so much theming that there's kind of not room for you. Oh no, Mm. I don't feel that way. But Bev does, which is interesting. I think it's, I think it's somewhere in between there. I do think that the inexperienced Star Wars enjoyer, or even people who haven't seen Star Wars, you can enjoy the, the level of detail, but if it doesn't matter to you, if the anchor point to that story doesn't resonate with you at all, then you're just sort of showing off, I think. It's like uh, it's like putting a spoiler on a Honda. Or if it's a front-wheel drive car, like it's not, you're not going to do anything with a spoiler. So uh, I think, I don't know. It's sort of like that. Hmm. But also for me, I love Star Wars, and it's almost overwhelming hmm. where it's so hyper-realistic that none of it makes sense. Hmm. And I don't like any of it. Interesting. Which is probably why Star Wars uh, Galaxy Cruiser is not for me. But you need I, to buy more bandoliers with extra pouches. I really do. And yeah. maybe that will help you. Well, you know what? I think that's a fashion statement that I, I should start doing. Uh, there is, there's a lot of different stuff to do in a very small area. And I know it's 14 acres, but it's like, and a lot of it's right. But a lot of it is also walking paths. 
There's a lot of space where there's nothing really to do. And then all mm-hmm. the stuff is crammed into one area. And it does sort of almost seem incongruent where it's like, here's the first order thing, but here's also the friendly bazaar and the speeder fixers. And then the lightsaber Academy, the Jedi relics right next to the Ronto roasters. I don't know. It's like, it's, it, it doesn't know what it's going on to me. It doesn't seem very well mapped out. Also hardly any shade. Except you're in the, when you're in the bazaar. For the most part of that yeah. land, you're in the sun. You might yeah. as well be in friggin' Epcot if you're going to get sunstroke <laughs> like that. Taryn, go ahead, number five. Number five for me is Adventureland. Um, I love the idea of Adventureland. Um, Bengal barbecue is great for a quick snack. Bengal barbecue. I love the shopping there. I love indie. I love the tiki room. <clears throat> Jungle Cruise is okay. Its theming is amazing, but it's too small. It's too narrow. It's not even a land. Mm. It's a thoroughway. And mm-hmm. if this land could somehow be expanded, it would be much higher on my list, but that's never going to happen, and it's really not an enjoyable place for me. Okay, it agreed. It actually probably should have been lower. But. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, don't think I, would, I don't think I would let you do that. Uh, Bev, go ahead, please. Uh, what number are we on? Five. Five. Sorry, I got lost. Uh, my number five is Main Street USA because I don't really consider this a land. How dare so I you? I put it in the middle just <laughs> to not be too offensive, but it's it is what it, I mean. It's cool. You can shop and buy ice cream. Okay, fair. And walk on it. <laughs> yeah. Throw it at your friends <laughs> across the table. <laughs> yeah, and and then yeah, mm-hmm. there's a legendary president. How dare you? <laughs> there is a there is an animatronic legendary president. Sure, yeah. you don't have to see him. It's well, fine. we don't actually really know he even existed. We're the we, all we have are books <laughs> to go by, and that's not. I don't know. I just you when hate I, Walt when you, Disney. <laughs> when you sent the list, I was like, Main Street's a land. <laughs> I didn't really realize that either until I sat down to write this 20 minutes before the show started. And I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I was like, Martin oh. is spinning in his non grave. <laughs> in his not grave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to be offensive. I, I didn't. I have never really considered it a land. It's just it's just a road with shops <laughs> for me. It's very well themed and it's beautiful and I do enjoy it. That's why I stuck it in the middle. Okay. Because I don't have anything good or bad to say about it. That's very, you're very neutral on Main Street, and I don't know how I feel Thank about you. that. Yeah. Uh, okay, Bev, Bev, are you recently a pass holder, a key holder? Is that not? I mean, correctly? I've, I've, I have an, I have a, a magic key now, but I've had them in the past. Also. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because I was going to say, if if nobody, if somebody hasn't spent time just hanging out in Main Street, that's when I fell in love with it, and I understand why you put it where you put it. I'm not trying to argue against that. Well, n- you know, I don't. Um... Hanging out on Main Street is also not really how I Disneyland. Totally, yeah. like and it's go. totally how I do. I'm, I'm, I Disneyland like a senior citizen, <laughs> and I, I love that for you. <laughs> you go, and then, I loved our time on the porch. <laughs> you go and then forget you you were there. Yeah, um, and then you remember you're there, and it's awesome. You're like, oh, great. <laughs> okay, cool. number four, Critter Country. Wow. Okay. okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Critter Country is great for what it is. It's a small section of the park. It's shaded and it's very specific to Winnie the Pooh for the most part. And it has those cool canoes. You also have the train to wave at lots of shade and a ride. That's never longer than a walk on. 
Unless you're talking about uh, Splash Mountain. <laughs> Plus, the best shaded place to eat lunch there at the Hungry Bear. It's by the water. It's a nice, relaxing place to sup, aside from, you know, the smells of, of people around you. But there's And the food you have to actually eat. Well, yeah, you bring your own. It's fine. Um, but there's a lot of shade. And, and I don't know if you can tell, but I was out in the sun today for a little bit. So I'm very shade-focused. Uh, I like Critter Country. It's weird. I do like going on the Winnie the Pooh ride. I think that's a cool, dark ride. I like that it's nice and cool in that whole area of the park. Um, I really enjoy Critter Country a lot, and I think that it deserves more than just to be um, a repository for Winnie the Pooh and his weird friends. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Thank you. My number four is Frontierland. I personally think Frontierland has it all. It's big. It's open. It has good shopping. It has good food. It has fun attractions. It has sit-down entertainment, guns. I mean, honestly, Frontierland is actually usually my first stop after Main Street um, simply because I know it won't be overcrowded and it has a little bit of everything. It's got just the right amount of theming and ambiance to get you in that Disneyland mood. Yep. I don't like you. Why? <laughs> you I... make my brain hurt. <laughs> it's open. Yes. It's what to mostly a walkway. There's nothing to do in Frontierland. If you take out Big Thunder Mountain, there's nothing to do but walk. Who cares? But but I, I'm like Dan. Yeah, aren't the boats? The boats are there. Yeah, yes. but let's not let's not bring facts into this. No, like I'm kind of like Dan. I like I looked at this as like, what land do I want to sit in and hang out in, and where do I feel the most comfortable and the most like, mm. like I'm at Disneyland and I'm happy just to be there. And Fantasyland is one of those because it's, again, it's quiet. You mean Frontierland? Frontierland, yeah. I like the quiet. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. I like the quiet lands where you can hear the music and you can hear the you can hear stuff going on. You can definitely hear the background music in uh, Frontierland, and maybe we should have factored that into because you can't really hear the background music in most of the lands in in disneyland anymore yeah. main street maybe sorta you Adventureland, can i've never heard any music yeah i wouldn't be able to tell you if they even have it or not I, you can definitely hear it walking into the park like by where the buses drop you off mm -hmm. you hear all that because that's cranked to 11 but once you get into the parks i don't really i'm trying to think about it and i don't i if you if you had to to ask me what area of music was in Fantasyland, I had no idea. I no, would, you can't hear it. I would be convinced that they don't have it. Well, and that's why I ranked Tomorrowland higher, because I, you can hear the music in mm. Tomorrowland, and I like that. I think the music has a lot to do with my rankings. Okay. Beth. I think Adventureland doesn't have any area of music. It might be the only one. No, it does. You just could have never heard it. Huh. I'm I, I generally it, don't know. It plays on Spectral Radio. Like, it, it has music. Yeah. Or is that, or is that just Jungle Cruise? The music I'm is from the Jungle Cruise queue yeah. yeah. and the Tarzan queue. Because I think... Attraction. I think, actually, to your point, Taryn, it, it, because it is so small, I don't think they would even benefit from actual area music. I think... Mm. It's like line music, and and that kind of ends up functioning as area music. I'm I'm open to being wrong on this, but to my memory, I don't I don't think I've ever heard like because you have the Tarzan's Treehouse music that takes over a lot of. I've never heard it, but it doesn't. Space. But it doesn't mean it's not there because it's also part of the, part of the the reason for area music is to not be heard. Also, right? It's to yeah. it's to drown out the crowd sound, but. Back when when uh, Adventureland was invented or whenever they were putting every music in, there weren't that many people here. So yeah. you could still hear stuff and it was still like a thing, but 
I hope it exists. I want to hear it. Me too. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. All right, Biff. Number four. Uh, number four is Fantasyland for me. I love Fantasyland. Um, yes, it is always hideously busy. Um, and the rides can be considered babyish. But I feel like it really has like the most history and the most nostalgia. Um, so you can't hate it too much. And um, with regards to the the music, I was trying to figure out like what the, the area music is. And I think it's just the different rides like kind of put out their own music because there's the Alice in Wonderland, the teacups are like, doo, 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 mm. and it, like that's like mm-hmm. kind of blasting over in that area. And then centrally, I think it's the music coming off of the carousel that's supposed to yeah. be the land music because I've been there a couple times and like the band has been playing like mm-hmm. on the thing. And I wonder if Disney is aware that like the, the land is hella busy so you can't hear anything that's happening. Yeah. So they're having the band come in and play like while the thing is running. I don't know. I could see that. But anyway, number four, Fantasyland. I love it. Eric, okay. do you but have I hate thoughts? the people. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> do you have thoughts about Fantasyland music, Eric? Fantasyland music. I I always have thoughts about Fantasyland music. I love that the Disneyland band will get onto the carousel and play music. What what is this is something that I forced Dan to talk about on our episode about the carousels is that uh, Disneyland's Fantasyland does an amazing job of having music and the periphery being Disney music. And then when you get closer to the carousel itself, it turns into a calliope or band organ version of those same songs. And they're synced up perfectly. And oh. I've noticed that. It's 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 something you should uh, listen to the next time you're in the area because I absolutely love it and nobody else does it like that. It's great. Hmm. All right, yeah. fair enough. Uh, <clears throat> okay, here we go. Top three for me. Number three is Adventureland. Again, foliage sort of makes this place. The bazaar fits right in with either ride, Tiki Room, or Jungle Cruise. The area does really feel like an outdoor marketplace, though not as much as the area in Animal Kingdom. I forget the actual, like, you know, place um, in Disney World. And while you have the whole jungle there in, in the Jungle Cruise, I think it's, well, whatever. I, I'm, I wrote this in reverse order, so I don't want to spoil anything. But I like the tropical uh, feel and the vibe of the rides. I think the rides really blend in well with one another. I don't think either one of them is sort of like sticks out like pirates and uh, mansion maybe can sometimes be a little like eh, theming wise. It doesn't really fit together. You have to like, I don't know You have to think about it. Um, there's some other rides that, that in other lands that are sort of like that too, but in adventure land, everything sort of flows really, really nicely together. So I think for me, number three, uh, my number three is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And um, before I go into what I what I wrote, I was really listening to kind of the arguments before. And I think actually, if you think about it, like all of the lands at Disneyland, they're not based on any singular thing, right? Tomorrowland is Tomorrowland, Fantasyland is Fantasyland. For me, I, I've seen Star Wars. I couldn't tell you really anything about it besides I know who Luke Skywalker is. Um and I really enjoy that land. And I think it's mm. because I'm not so immersed in in knowing all of the stuff. So I could see why you would rank it lower. I ranked it higher because I 
think that the sheer theming and size of this land um, really push it up in ranks for me. The shopping here, like I had said before, I think is awesome. Even for like, for me, even for non-Star Wars fans, I found the shopping really fun and exciting. You're truly like taken to a different place, which I think is really cool. Um, the food here, I think, is hands down the best in the park. And there's alcohol. I agree with that. Um, huh. There is plenty of room as well. And so even if it's really super crowded, we went on one of the opening days. So crowded, you still feel like you have your own space. And I still found a place to sit down. And I, I really I enjoyed that. And I liked that. And clearly to me sitting down in the land and just sitting is very important so um <laughs> i really like star wars um that's why my favorite ride is the benches yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> so star wars is my number three okay beverly Frontierland is my number three I really like Big Thunder Mountain, and I'm never, every time I'm at Disneyland, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to skip it. It's yeah. one of my favorites. I love the Old West vibe. I love the wooden walkways. I enjoy the shooting range. I love the shooting range. It's great. Right? I think the shopping is good there. The food's good. Uh, and this is also where you can get a slice of watermelon, so I appreciate that as well. Nice. Okay. This is the important things. Okay. The big number two. <gasps> Number two. For me, Ooh. look, for me, there's only two left. If you're keeping track, but whatever. I mean, obviously. Um, Main Street. Main Street, USA. Sorry, is my, <laughs> my wow. number two. I'm sorry, Bev. Did you, did you mean to shoot snot out your microphone? Or? Yes, I did. Okay. How'd that work out? Um, this is all about show for me. Everything here is perfect. And I think it's really the only land to sort of stick to Walt's ideal of a clean look. It seems manufactured and fake, and it is, of course, but the other lands look sort of lived in, I guess. Main Street has that fresh out of the box at all times smell to it. It looks clean. It's perfect. You know, everything sort of in the other lands are overgrown and things are grown together. And that's the way it should be. You know, it looks, it's old, it's an old park, but Main Street USA never really changes. The sight line changes a little bit as the trees grow around it, but for the most part, it looks the same. And, um, you know, I, I like that non-reality, you know, you're suspending your disbelief once you walk in and it's it, like Eric was saying in the beginning, it sets you up for the weird stuff you're going to see. Yeah. Like fights. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky. Sure. So Fist for me, it's in Toontown. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, like and I, I extend Main Street through to the hub. I really do like sitting on those dumb benches and like hanging out. I really do enjoy that. Um, I really enjoy that. Uh, the 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 Wizard of Bras is now uh, called the Palm Parlor. I think that's funny <laughs> to me. And I enjoy these things. I like that you can get an ice cream and sit down. I like that you can sort of have some of that small town feel within a bigger city within larger theme park, right? I mean, you can get a, a scoop of ice cream and walk the main street. That's cool to me. I don't know. Anyway, Tara. Well, I can see why we're married. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well. My number two is also Main Street USA for many of the same reasons. Um, for me, Main Street is quintessential Disneyland. It's the one land, which Bev, you know what? I will agree with you. When I saw it on the list, I was like, is it a land? And then I was like, 
Hell yeah, it's a land. Yeah, it's not Main Street uh, land. I did not have that but... reaction. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, yeah. But it's the one place that you go to every single time you're at Disneyland. It's the first and the last thing that you experience, and it's nearly perfect. The music, the eye candy, the shopping, the food, where it lacks in attractions, it makes up for in its benches. I could go to Disneyland, grab an ice cream, do a little shopping, sit on a bench, never venture outside of Main Street, and leave the park feeling like I had a great Disneyland day. I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, cool. I love it. Uh, Bev. My number two is Adventureland. I think for being such a small land, Adventureland really makes the most of itself. It's home to three pretty popular attractions and a treehouse. I think... Uh, I think the theme of the land is great. I think the flow, like I think we already mentioned, the flow of the themes from ride to or from attraction to attraction is just Mm -hmm. kind of outstanding. Like for such a small space, it really like maximizes itself. And so that's why it's my number two. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. If you're keeping track at home, which I don't know why you wouldn't be, you're going to know everybody's number one. Mm -hmm. But my number one, which will surprise nobody, (laughs) is New Orleans Square. The trees make this sort of happen for me. It's the shade, the greenery, uh, the side streets with all the iron balcony work, and the ride buildings work seamlessly within the area, especially, I mean, pirates aside, like I said, you can sort of make the case that they work because, you know, they were with New Orleans and there were pirates and it's a whole like thing, right? But like after pirates, everything in that entire land all the way through Haunted Mansion is seamless it's perfect the side streets are great the shopping is really cool in there too and i i really like the attention to detail the plant life is great i i love everything about new orleans square it is 100 percent my favorite place to be in disneyland and uh haunted mansion is my favorite ride in disneyland so i love that they're the same thing and um if there weren't so many people there i could i could just sit in that little rotunda or whatever off the side of um haunted mansion sort of i guess by the a train station and just hang out. Yeah. I love it there. It's great. I 100% agree. This land has literally everything. It has pirates. It has mansion. It has railroad stop, real shopping stores where you can buy real actual things that are not Disney related. They have Disney stores. They have great food options, quick service and sit down. It has the decor. It has the shade. It has the space. You can hear the music. You can, you have a great view of the river. Uh, One of my favorite parts of New Orleans Square is that it's not riddled with IP. You don't see Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck in New Orleans Square often. It often feels like a more real place, but like you're on vacation. And every land at Disneyland should be jealous of New Orleans Square and strive to be more like it. Very good. I approve. Finally, something I approve of. (laughs) All right, Beverly. And my number one is also New Orleans Square. Wow. Uh, it's the best land, in my opinion, for a couple reasons. Um, the theming is outstanding. As somebody who's visited New Orleans more than once, they did a spectacular job. Uh, not only are is the land themed well, the rides are themed really well, too. The vents in Pirates are actually almost identical to vents that you'll see just on the sides of buildings walking down the street in actual New Orleans. I love that you can get a bag of beignets there. Mm, yes. Uh, Obviously, it is the home of two of the most popular, arguably the most popular rides uh, in the park, uh, which are both themed very well. Don't argue about it. Um, 
<laughs> Even mansion, I think you said, you know, people might say like, oh, this doesn't fit. But it actually, I mean, it's a plantation house. It totally fits the land. Oh, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's absolutely perfect. Um, and it's I'm, I'm actually super disappointed that when I go to Disneyland in a couple of weeks, Pirates is closed. Mm. That's right. Um, but what a bummer, dude. It doesn't matter. I'll still go to New Orleans Square and walk around and look at the look at the balconies and look around and enjoy myself and pretend I'm there. You got to do it because I don't want to go there because I don't want to get COVID. <laughs> well, Dan, <laughs> did we did we did you guess right our top one and two? At least our top one. Did you guess well, do, that? Should we do the the collective? Or yeah, I we'll guess... do that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, because uh, yeah. Oh, if we're doing collective, then yeah, I totally nailed it. New Orleans Square and Main Street. There you go. Um, Jason, I got yours was going to be New Orleans Square and Main Street, but I think you said that explicitly at some point yeah, maybe. in a conversation. Look, uh, uh, Bev, yeah. I thought it would be Main Street and New Orleans Square. I was very wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's fine. Taryn, I thought it'd be New Orleans Square and Adventureland. Again, pretty wrong there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so do we but have that's a... funny because that was mine. Yeah. That's yeah, right. There you, there you go. go. You just switched us. There you go. Same brain. Up. Um, all right, Taryn, you have a non, uh, I don't know, I lost my train of thought. I, I, you have a list Yes, for us? I averaged out what we did. There we go. And I have our collective ranking. Here we go. Definitive list the definitive of the best. List. Are we doing best to worst or worst to best? Worst to best. Worst again. to best. Okay, reverse order. Let's go. Worst, Toontown. <laughs> then Tomorrowland. Then Critter Country. Number six is Fantasyland. Number five is Star Wars Land. Mm. Number four is Frontierland. Number three is Adventureland. Number two is Main Street. And number one is New Orleans Square. Wow. There you go, everybody. Can, so, anybody ever can ask? I ask, is this something you put together before the show? The reason I ask is because it, did Dan and I have any purpose on this episode? You can tell us honestly. It's fine. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. You, you were giving uh, the listeners a little bit of history. Um, look, man, you know, it's a crossover episode. I didn't know how to put it together properly. <laughs> right, is that what you're saying? Fine. Yeah. Fine. I mean, my, my goal was to have it be shorter than this. So your purpose was to extend yeah. it. So you get the actual <laughs> feel of a TSR app. Nice. But, and and um, actually, Jason, while you were talking about Main Street, I got an idea for your next T-shirt. Okay. What Make a it? Main Street T-shirt that, like, makes Main Street look cool. <laughs> I could do that. Like cool by modern standards, like like awesome, like maybe a skating shirt or something. Like, yeah, is dude. that cool currently? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Yeah, who, who can really cool. say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one buys them anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, I feel like you're feeling uh, that you did a lot of work for no reason. I don't want you to think that. Are you okay? I don't want you to think that I did a lot of work. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, I don't. I was just afraid that you thought you did a lot of work and that I didn't like it. No, no, no. I, I'm confident that you enjoyed the small amount of work that Dan and I put into this episode. <laughs> I, you know what? What The purpose you had was to give us a background, but also to give us talking points from uh, when we said our vibes. Like I used, you know, points from both of you a couple times. So um, you were there. You we were things. we were with the vibe. Yeah. And. The force was with us and always. I thought it was very helpful. All the time. I, yeah, I, I thought it was good, man. I what you guys did. Yeah. Come on, Eric. It's fine. We did great. You know what I mean? Punch it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, I don't think it could have gone better. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. This one. 
Nope. That, that's, I mean, <laughs> I meant to play the applause, but uh, <laughs> that's the one I was sort of hunting for also at the same time. That works, too. My that machine's works. cutting us off. It's like two hours. Mm. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Hopefully you got uh, mad at us. That's really what I want. Oops. <laughs> playing some in-depth in there too uh yeah i just want to be i want everybody mad which is why i have my fantasy land shirt on in the shape of tomorrowland sign because <laughs> i won't do be, I be to mad put about the tsr it. theme in here as well like just oh all oh we needed mr p to like give us to dj oh he should have mixed it together <laughs> yeah i probably should mash it up i wonder if mr p would uh, mash it up for us overnight probably not he probably has nothing better to do than do something dumb like that <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning in. Eric and Dan, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. If you guys uh, want more very, very detailed, uh, in-depth, opinionated facts about uh, <laughs> Disneyland facts. or Disney World, uh, the Supreme Resort is the show for you. So check it out wherever you can find podcasts and all that kind of funky stuff. All right. Yeah, we, if, if you feel like we just scratched the surface you're like wait i want more i need more of this yes i need but we more. also we also try to make the nerdiness fun and weird and entertaining we try i don't know that we always get there but we try that's right and the trying is all that matters exactly yeah all right everyone thanks a lot for tuning in and uh, until next time we'll see you in the parks <laughs>